You don't like this one either, do you? No, it's good. Footy and Frothies, April 7th, 2021. The review show. Uh, Barney, Ollie, and Daggy with you as always. Joined this week by Michael Block from the West Tigers. Uh, we've just done a, a pretty good chat with him for about half an hour and uh, talked about his life in footy. And uh, Johnny, Penrith fan Johnny, um, how are you, mate? Good, boys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, start of the season. Give us, a, give us a quick uh, run through your fandom and where do you start out in footy? And Oh, kid growing up in Penrith. Yep. Didn't have any choice, really. Grew up watching the golden era of Craig Gower, Ryan Gurla. I mean, they're the only superstars you needed to start following aside as a kid. So, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, eventually got dream job working at Panthers before eventually moving on. But, yeah, being grown up in the area, been a Panther fan my whole life, and uh, it's been a bloody roller coaster. But <laughs> it's been fun and trying. So, yeah, it's been a good ride. And quickly, we'll touch on this in the second part, but um, it's your first foray into Supercoach this year. It is. How have you found the head noise and the... Oh, (laughs) I wish I could do it all over again. I've had a good start, all things considered, but uh, yeah, there are so many things to take in before you actually start to get a grip of the game. I mean, it was Tuesday the week before, and I was up till 3am in the morning going, shit, what do I do? So, um, yeah, trial and error, but good fun, good start. We've all been there. Um, Great, so boys, stick around. We'll talk plenty of footy. We'll get into the news to start off, and obviously the the big one is um, Vale Tomaridonicus, uh, passed away after an extended battle with cancer. Uh, I think he built it for nearly seven or eight years. He's been battling uh, one form or another. So very sad news from a West great and from Newtown, 238 first great games. 22 games for New South Wales, I think 28 test matches as well, captain, state and country. Um, yeah, obviously an all-time great halfback. We will, given the late nature of the news, we'll probably get a couple of guys more suited to pay yeah. proper tribute to them well, next week. I actually do have a bit of a Tommy Rodonigas story through my dad that he's told me. So when dad, this is 1982, when dad was playing under 23s at the time for Penrith, um, I think Tommy had actually dropped to reserve grade or or something that year and Penrith were getting ready for their end of season trip and it was like put your name down who wants to go I think it was to Queensland or wherever and it was like put your name down who's keen to come on the trip and then I think the Penrith reserve grade side belted Newtown and (laughs) after the game uh Dad and a few of the players walked over and Tommy Rodonigas had written his name on the <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, Barney, anything you want to add about Tommy? Um, just uh, obviously we, we're all a little bit young with that sort of generation before and maybe even another one after that, <laughs> depending on who's sitting around the table. But um, absolute character of the game um, is that... From the highlights that I have seen and the you know the, the bits and pieces that I have seen, he's that kind of player that just absolutely fought, fought over any bone that was on the ground there, and that's the kind of player that I absolutely love and adore. That's that's a sort of yeah, that's a, that's some, the people that I love to watch play football. Um, very skillful from everything that you've heard and read, um, and he would have gone out with his last breath fighting all the way to the end. You could guarantee you that. So, Johnny, anything, Dad? Oh, I think. Get that up there. Being born in the 90s, I think the only exposure we got to Tommy as a footballer was, I mean, every season, 
when State of Origin came around, it was synonymous with with State of Origin. I think I saw a great shout actually on Twitter this offer whoever whoever suggested it, but renaming State of Origin Shield to the Beatson um, Radonicus Trophy yeah. or Shield. So I think that's a great shout, especially to uh, continue his uh, legacy in the game. So yeah, Dana did write in and asked our thoughts on that as well. Um, oh, and quickly, Blocky, we'll hand it over. And, and just a feeling around the club today. Has it much come out? Or yeah, there were a few people quite sad around the club. Absolute legend of the game. It was pretty cool to be able to honour him a little bit today. The, the club put out a, a statement early on today. Uh, but then also on the website and on social media, we had the opportunity to share stories, uh, put up a photo gallery of all these great moments and absolute legend. Um, we've already discussed it. I'm probably a bit too young to comment on how he ever played or even coached. Uh, but one word that we'll all know, cattle dogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was that two words? <laughs> I left that on the table, so well done for bringing it up. Lucky yeah. that you mentioned the cattle dog, but if you go on YouTube, that that's to be the first, I've got no doubt it'll be the first thing that pops up. <laughs> He's told the story about well, that. Well, even just in the lounge room as a kid, my, my brother would yell cattle dog and suddenly <laughs> it, it's on. So, yeah, we'll all know that one. It's such a good story too, isn't it, with the Menzies? Yeah, Beaver. <laughs> Beaver. So, uh, there is absolute a, passion personified, a... that bloke. He brought it into the origin, which yep. was, um, it sort of sparked up that origin again in the early 90s there when he was the coach. And he brought every, you know brought that passion back into origin, which is probably some of the golden news in origin as well. So. Uh, I love Matty John's story of when um, Tommy was the coach in New South Wales and they walked into a pub one night and the Queensland boys were there and they're mates. But Tommy like got all the boys and he said, if I see any of you blokes talking to the Queenslanders, you're not playing. <laughs> and somehow, I think it was Gordon Tallis and Alfie Langer got wind of this and they came over to Tommy all night and they were just pestering him and he just would not, <laughs> would not acknowledge him at all. <laughs> Uh, the other sad news out of the day is essentially Jake Friends confirmed his retirement uh, after 200 and 264 games, I believe it was, first grade games, uh, as well as played, he played one test and uh, in Origin Series as well, uh, medically retired, uh, another tough tradesman of the game, Barney. Yeah, absolute warrior in the middle there, mate. He never shirked, did, never shirked a job that was put on him. He tacked his ass off all day. Um, probably just that fraction and skill level just below that top echelon, but he was always in and around. And if he wasn't close to being man of the match every game, I'm not sitting here. Well, he's a casualty of the Cameron Smith era, really. I mean, you talk about Australian halfback, uh, Australian hookers, probably at his best friend, he probably would have been the Australian hooker, the Queensland hooker as well and like a guy like Robbie Farah as well at his best was probably good enough to be the Australian hooker for example but because Cam Smith's there I mean come on so I'd say Friendy probably isn't going to be remembered as well as he should be just because he is a part of that Cameron Smith era it's so good to see him get that origin jersey at the yeah. back end of his yeah. career. I know it's been a pretty rough week for him and he probably need, doesn't need bagging at the moment, but I'm going to be a bit controversial here and say <laughs> I never rated him. I, I actually Fair thought he was pretty trash the last few years and I have no idea how he played origin last year. Um, Injury is the answer, book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and in our, uh, our little chat before about um, my career and what I've done, you asked the question about plays that have been rude or brushed you. Yeah, yeah. Jake Friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Johnny. That's the reason and, why he's given that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts yourself? No, I think Jake Frank, he, like he's mentioned, he's probably in that skill level below the top echelon, but I don't think there'll be many people that would have traded him for anyone else that he played with throughout his career, and I think that's as good a reflection of a, of a professional as he is. So. Now, welcome to Footy and Frothies, because now it's time for my wacky theory of the day, or right. what might happen. No, I'm not so much a theory. The salient what theory. What are the chances... I'll teach you what that word means one day, Ollie, <laughs> for your journalism career. Uh, career. Um, Thanks, Daggy. I believe it was round five that Cameron Smith's market value would be acceptable at some clubs. Uh, uh, here we go. If, through medical retirement, some money was to appear in the East Cap, could a certain hooker from the Gold Coast, apparently right now, get a phone call? Well, he lives there. Nathan Peets, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Lee now. He's over in England. I don't think they need to free up much cap space. <laughs> I, I think the temptation... I think there'll be a few phone calls being fielded out to his uh, manager or a previous manager, but uh, I think he's got a pretty cushy life with he can make as much money as he wants away from the field, so it's completely up to him. Do you actually think Cameron Smith would ever want to play for the Roosters, especially after what happened with Cooper Cronk Probably and the, not, and the rivalry? I just can point. never see him yeah, playing for the Tricolors, but who knows? I don't think he'd be uh, interested in playing for anybody at the moment, to be honest. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> Roosters just funny, got Verrill's coming back Verrill's eventually. Back. Um, it is funny that he just rode off into the sunset, I suppose, Cameron Smith, but I suppose it's not that funny. It was just something <laughs> I've seen about. Uh, He's got his statue. He'll be right. <laughs> You, did you see the Devon on the back of the statue? <laughs> <laughs> that was tremendous. Uh. I was going to say, it was never about him, and he, he said he wasn't going to make the announcement because, yeah, he didn't want it to be in the limelight. But, hey, day before the season, <laughs> let's just announce <laughs> to, it now. To be fair, though, the statue unveiling was always going to be a day before the season, so I feel like that, that's probably more of the reason why he announced it then. That uh, Yeah, I... I yeah, yeah, okay. We'll defend that to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. Uh, the rest of the news for the from the weekend, I guess, plenty of judiciary stuff. Victor Radley in return, eight hundred dollar fine for his. Um, it was an elbow or something, wasn't it? Uh, Bunty of got two weeks. So Warriors do, are going to be down a bit of cattle this week. McCulloch have got fined. Morgan Boyle, two weeks for a crusher. Colin Matungi, two weeks for a crusher. Cody Walker, one week for his elbow. And Carrigan, one week for a crusher. Injury-wise, the big one is Fenil Blake, eight weeks, which is a massive out when they lose Bunty as well, um, which we'll talk about when we get our previews. Mitchell Pearce, 12, upwards of 12 weeks with a pec muscle. He's, he's done a good job on that. Mail around, and jump in any time, boys, if you want to. Um, mail around at Newcastle have approached Clifford to get down there ASAP. It's not up to Clifford at the end of the day. No. So, interesting. I mean... After Clifford's reportedly just tried to get out of the contract. Yeah, so they've, they've asked <laughs> him if he wants to come down early. I'd, I'd imagine Todd would probably be happy to let him go. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, who are you going to play in the halves then? I suppose you got drink water and... Or Hampton last Hamp- week. Uh, Hampton, I suppose, as well. But he dropped him there. If Clifford can't get a run now with how the Cowboys are playing, <laughs> he's never going to get a run up there. Correct. So he may as well go, to be honest. If yeah, I think there'll be a few that are open season for whichever NRL club wants them at the Cowboys right now. So. Well, apparently there, were, there was 10 releases, Grant, or 10 that on paper releases go and talk to someone else last week, uh, including um, Josh McGuire, who has been linked to Dragons. And again, why not just go? If I was Josh McGuire, I'd be going. Did you hear about the little fight he had no. with um, Tom Payton? Look at your little spiderweb here. Yeah. <laughs> Fill us in. Captain's run. He got in a bit of a scuffle with his coach. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, physical or verbal? Uh, 
physical out uh, there were media there several journalists saw it and pass on the goss yeah, nice. um, yeah a little bit of a spat there and suddenly uh, that weekend he found himself on the bench yeah be a pretty wow. good go I reckon I reckon Todd would still go alright <laughs> Celebrity all-star boxing. But um, yeah, that's go. interesting. I hadn't heard that, but uh, it certainly makes a lot of sense. And if the hook seems to be happy to put his old crew back together, and why not go back there? And he could probably add something to that. He's probably team. been one of the better Cowboys running around. Well, I we'll talk about that. In to our be fair, Maguire, he's probably been. He was probably their best player on the weekend. Yeah, and we looked before he, well. he looked like he actually gave gave a damn. So. Uh, rest of the injuries, Tex Hoy four weeks, Herbie out for a week just resting his shoulder uh, and a couple of big returns which we'll get to as we go through um, the preview. And uh, yeah, there's still the stuff around Michael Morgan and what happens there it seems. That We've also got probably the swap between um, Penrith and St George. There Billy was today, yes. Blackout. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, boys? Well, I'll say... Watching Billy Burns for a couple of years in reserve grade, he's always been... He looks like that guy that he's just a step ahead. When he's at his best, he's a step ahead of New South Wales Cup. If he can go there and have a shot, even if it's off the bench, he could carve himself out a pretty solid career. I mean, I think he's always been better than Corey Waddell. Corey Waddell's yeah, playing first grade cool. footy for, for the dogs. So yeah. he's, he's just one of those guys that he was a centre. He got too big. Very talented footballer. So it's one of those things where I think both sides could really benefit. There's on Eddie Blacker as well. Yeah, he's a big boy. Through. So I think Penrith feels their stocks in the props Dragons get a back row so I think both yeah. sides win I think it shows where Penrith are at at the moment the fact that John can you see how he's holding the microphone <laughs> if you hold it about that close that'd be great thank you I, I feel like if Billy Burns can't get a start like the, the back row is in front of him it just shows where Penrith are at at the moment look at Liam Martin Liam Martin's yeah. arguably the he's, form back row of the comp last he nearly year. played Origin last year yeah, and then some did. and now he's off the bench which they're playing well but it's yeah yeah, uh, Eddie Blacker, I had the privilege to watch his debut game last year uh, at Cogra, and I, I thought he had an okay game, uh, but the crowd just got behind him. Really? He was yeah, a right. bit of a cult, bit of a cult hero. hero. Yeah, they absolutely loved him. It's a bit um, unfortunate that Billy Burns' everlasting legacy at Penrith is going to be his willy being broadcast <laughs> on national TV, but uh, hopefully he carves out a new legacy for himself at the Dragons. Well done using the word willy. Um, you are allowed to swear on this show, by the way. But, yeah. um, <laughs> we try to limit one word, but that's about it. <laughs> He's dingle dangle. Um, He's should we get to our review? Dude. Now the news, Barney, Ollie, no, in your opinion? Uh, Adam Reynolds is still probably going to end up at the oh, Cowboys, looks like I suppose. Apparently He's quite upset. Any thoughts on Adam Reynolds potentially to a West Tigers or something like that? It hasn't been discussed, I don't think. Anything. I, I, before Mick Judd, I think any barrier to the Tigers getting someone is shifting someone on, and that Brooks contract is brutal. So uh, yeah. if they can shift Brooks on, I don't think you'll find many better on the market than Adam Reynolds. But And, and he looks exactly like the kind of half that they need at the moment. He's experienced and he's going to steer that side around. But yeah. 900k for Luke Brooks, yeah, good luck. Yeah. I'm not going to make any statement uh, on my behalf or the club's behalf, but I do moderate the social media comments <laughs> and the West Tigers fans are very keen on getting rid of a certain player. I'm not going to say which player uh, and they would love and they would love Adam Reynolds yeah. to uh, come in, but uh, Luke fine. Brooks is an absolute legend. How is, how is your phone notifications of a night? Do you just turn notifications off? Like, Yep, I've had yeah. <laughs> so when, when I first started, I had Twitter going, I had Facebook going, I had my emails going and it just 
did not end. So, like, I haven't been on uh, Twitter for the club for, what, the last hour or so. Let's have a uh, quick look at just... uh, We could get a a peanut of the week here. (laughs) It's not not too many. Only 27 notifications. Usually it's hundreds, but uh, I've turned them off, mate. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, shall we get into our match reviews? So we kicked off the round... First four games, obviously, I think the average was close to 40. Penner 46, Manly 6. Barney, tell us things. Yeah, okay, so just a note on my stats because a few times I skipped um, who did what because I don't like to go Manly did this and Penrith did that. So I go with the home teams first and then the away yep. team second. So to teach everyone how to use it. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> Fuck off. So Manly 6, Penner 46, <laughs> one try to eight. Uh, <laughs> Host <laughs> your own podcast. One out of one conversions for Manly and six out of eight for Penrith. And Penrith also kicked the penalty goal. 78% completion played, 85% for Penrith. No, 29 out of 37 sets played, 34 out of 40 sets. One line break to Manly, nine to Penrith. 23 tackle busts played, 38. Seven offloads played, 15. 140 20 for Manly. 325 tackles for Manly, 307 for Penrith. Three ruck infringements for each team. Two penalties by Manly, three by Penrith. Ten errors played, eight. Schuster made 39 tackles. Kenny with 35 tackles. LEA with 183 metres. And Tuo again cracked the 200 with 205. Supercoach points, Luai with 128. Tuo with 121. Burton with 107 plus five more before we got down to Manly's top scorer with Kepi with 64 points. I was warned that he was the stats guy. I Wow, David Middleton, eat your heart out, mate. <laughs> Now, yeah, you, did did you do uh, Gumpy's request of the worst the errors? I did, yes. Oh, so on. missed tackles. We had Jason Saab. There's more stats. <laughs> Jason Saab made two tackles and missed five of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Walker missed four out of twenty-three. Uh, sorry, yeah. DCE made twenty-three and missed four. So there wasn't really too many out of the Penrith side. So. I mean, y- you complain about the notifications you get. Can you imagine being manly social media? manager at the moment. Well, there's a few social media managers that are wishing for another career at the moment after they start. Manly's media manager is the best bloke in the world, but I don't think he knows what Twitter is, so uh, no issue there. Oh, good. I actually did some work um, with Trev Smith, actually, for Blacktown, so they had a bit of correspondence mm. with him, and uh, they were nice enough, but it was very much a park football setup. He's there. a traditional fella. Yeah, uh, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Johnny, what are your thoughts on the game? You may as well kick us off. Oh, look, I won't read too much into the Panthers' effort, but... Uh, I, yeah, mainly are in for a rough season. I thought the, the Panthers' left edge, well documented, it's it's brutal. But I thought the platform was laid by Leota and Fish. I think Manly have considered a lot of their points out wide, but Fish and Leota just bashed through the middle of them, just said, look, we're going to open the game up this way on our terms, and they kind of did that. And, and technically, Burden, look, I will, he's gone to the dogs, but I'll still say that he should be the starting six for Penrith. I, I will die with that one. I think. Where are you going to play Jerome? He's a fullback. <laughs> Okay. I, I don't think okay. Dylan Edwards is the fullback that will break a game open for you, and I think Luai can still do that. But what about a, a Stephen Crichton moving a fullback or a Charlie Staines? They've got a couple of fullbacks not playing at fullback at they the They do, but I think you've already seen with some roster movements that they're happy to shift on some guys because they've got a lot of talent from their one to seven. I think you've got to stack as much talent as you can. I don't think they should be doing any favours for anyone else, especially Matt Burden. I think for his career, I'd rather be sitting there at six at Penrith than the six at the Dogs, and yeah. I think there would have been well, a few... I, I loved Brandy's statement on, like, are you kidding? Like, he's right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, well, yeah. well to I'll be honest, Brandy. the way that Luai and Burton linked up on that left-hand side, I'd, 
I'd even look at putting Burton into 13, moving Yo onto an edge, and they can. Thought you were about Burton to say join up with Nathan Cleary. <laughs> no, Burton can play off both of them. Can play off Cleary and Luai on I both mean, sides. That's the beauty about. And he's a decent sized body. body too. Yeah. Yeah. The Panthers development boys, they they know what they're doing. They've got a lot of those boys. I mean, you look at Tyron May. If he didn't play every position except prop in 20s and cup, he'd have nailed down a spot somewhere. I mean, they these boys are so talented that they well, can play was, anywhere I on the pitch. I thought when the injury happened, Edwards when he went back to. Fullback, he had nothing wrong. He was fine. No, he didn't. If they yeah, named him, actually quite okay, fair enough. Yeah. And with Ivan's track record, when he's got a good thing, he kind of sticks to it. So I was, yeah, I was surprised as well. But there's no real bad answers in that that Panther side at the moment. They're looking good. That's not many. But um, it was pretty obvious about five minutes in that the left edge was about to crack. About five minutes in, and when it did, obviously it, it poured. They're going to break open good teams on yeah. that left edge. Kick, kick out, getting hands <laughs> on the ball. You see, is good. That is exciting again. Yeah. Uh, Lil Eye sniffing around. He's just a jack in a box. I keep talking about. Um, 2-0 and I said it last week if I'm picking my favourite players favourite 17 he's probably the first picked Brocky come on have you yeah I absolutely love Brian Thor absolute legend Uh, I just love how they're just repping Mount Druid at the moment (laughs) they're not ashamed of being Westies and it's so good they even arrived at the stadium last week with a big boom box (laughs) with with their gangster I don't know what music it is uh, (laughs) Mountie Bop or whatever it is and they they (laughs) I'm too white I've got no idea what's going on but they but they rock up it was Eminem (laughs) (laughs) maybe they rock up and they've just got all this swag and so much confidence for some young blokes they they don't care they they just here to play footy Um, it's awesome to see uh and Gump, and Gump talked about it last week, but they are in a happy place. Like they're uh, uh, Spencer Linia was one, for example. I think he's the one just re-signed, or was it? Like, yeah, he signed yeah, for another two years. Yeah. But basically turned down big money elsewhere to stay. But they're just people who are happy to stay where they are, put a roof over their family's head and take a bit less to be part of that for the rest of their life. And the That's a great thing as a club. They haven't just grown up playing footy together. They've grown up since they were kids. Yeah. Like they were playing toddlers. in the street together. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. a lot of them are family relations. Like these these boys have grown up with each other. Their understanding is almost telepathic at this point on a footy level and a personal level. So it's great to see them express that on a field week in week out and actually be successful doing it. Barney. Oh, absolute procession for the first 30 minutes. Penrith just did what they wanted for that first 30 minutes of this game. Um, Pen- uh, Manly decided to have a crack for about 15 minutes, and that was pretty much the end of that. Um, Cust, and, Cust and Kepi were pretty much the only blokes that made an impact. Um, what a surprise. Schuster and Tapau and um, Jake did their job, but other than that, you know, their yeah. halves are trying, but they've got, they've got no combination with those centres. I said it last week, their centres and wingers are probably the worst centre-winger combinations running around in the competition. So once it gets past the halves, there's nothing happening out there. Shout out to Josh Alloway as well. I thought he was he was bloody yeah, good. He him, Kepi and Cust, they gave him a slight chance for a couple of minutes, died off in the end, but they were exceptional. Yeah. I've said this before. Cuss needs to be the 5'8 for Manly. Mm. When he plays starting at 5'8, he did a couple of times in 2020, he was Manly's best player. Well, I know they brought for him back. Schuster yeah, he, he's really good at nine as well. But I don't know, just for me, he's another level at six and Schuster's fitting into the second row, which is good. But honestly, Schuster could even afford to spend another couple of years in reserve grade. He's that young if he had to. But yeah, for me, he's better than fucking 20 out of the 21, bud. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 but I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking 
talking specifically in the ha- halves, though, because I, I honestly think that Cust is probably well the best half at the club. Yeah, he's uh, doing best a decent five job eight at the club in the back row. So. Maybe maybe not quite DCE yet, but I think he's got four and covered and probably shoes to cover at the moment at least. So I love K Cust. Oh, I was just gonna um, see your opinion, guys. Uh, Jake Travojevic, he gives his heart and his soul for that. We saw footage of him uh, barking at his players, just trying to g them up. Do you think he should be the captain? Uh, there are a few whispers that he could be the yes, captain yeah, yes. midway through this year. And I, I, I suspect. I'm not necessarily an ego thing. I suspect Desi just hasn't had that conversation with DCE yet, but uh, I would think so. If, if you're going to have him, definitely. I reckon yeah. do him a favour, send him out on loan to the Storm for a year so he can get a premiership. <laughs> he deserves do something nice. Yeah. Um, any, any hope for Manny? Like, Turbo's a week away. Ben Turbo named on the bench. Uh what do you take out of him, Alan? It's just more of the same. Well, Morgan Harper's coming in this week, and he's probably their best centre winger that they've got in their in their fucking thirty, and he hasn't played a game yet. So, yeah. <laughs> so give him a go. Walker's going to come back into the centres, which is better than the other options. But no, mate, I can't see yes. much going Sirenin on. Better. Um, Schuster obviously has something to offer. He's 13, he six, yeah. back row. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a long year, end of the day, isn't it? No, it, it looks like it. Even without Tom Travojevic, at least 1 to 13, they should be doing better than they are. It's not like they're they're a one-player team. But yeah. that's sort of the mentality the media's sort of fed out. And I guess they've sort of bought into that a bit, weirdly enough. They've got the current Australian halfback playing for them. Jake Travojevic is a rep player. You've got guys who are decent, like Curtis Sheeran. And yeah, Josh Alloway come in, who was really good for the Tigers last year. Like, it, it's not like they're a bunch but of no X pack. Out there. There's no X factor in that pack. It's a workman pack, yeah. and then they're relying on reserve grade centre and wingers I really to try like and score Paseca, points for but him. He's not, yeah, he's, so. just, he's not quite there, but Paseca could be in another club. Paseca could be a superstar. Yeah, I think the, I think they're one to seventeen is a bit weird at the moment. I think there's plenty enough talent there. I mean, you compare them to like a Broncos outfit; they're just inexperienced. But that one to seventeen, essentially, for Manly, has some experienced, accomplished players, and yeah. the fact that they're shopping out to Powell is absurd to me. And they've got Paseka and Alloy coming off the bench, and they're you know they're three forwards that you should be building around, not you know shafting to the side at the moment. I knew they were going to miss Adenfinol Blake, but I didn't imagine it was going to be bad. this bad. Yeah. They really need that prop that takes the first hit up and Marty Tapau is not that player. He's a second tackle hit up player and they they need another big guy there. Yeah. Um, my last comment in the game was what you touched on where Manly, the, the time Manly did get some foothold and bit yeah. uh, field positions when Fish and Kiko both went off. Yeah. And yes. it was and, and the minute they came back on it was just obvious that the game was over again. Like it was I think I think the value of Fish is whenever we're struggling, he straight away goes Fish, start warming up. Yeah. Like you're coming back on. Like I love the fact that Eisenhuth and Spenier have come on and started back their name in first grade, but yeah, Fish is invaluable. Yeah, Leota and Fish were awesome. Um, that try that you mentioned, like that mm. was just beautiful try interplay between the two forwards and crash over. Add Yoey to, to that as well. Add your thirteen, brilliant. and mm. that's dynamic. And Capel's been good. Capel's been he, he probably that origin got him that yeah. starting position. Yeah. And he's, he's built he's built his name. Yeah. Daggy M's. We Daggy M's. Vote on our Daggy M's. So I'll throw up as a start. Uh, three for two oak, two for Luai, and then happy to debate one kick out Fish. 
or Cleary. Any thoughts or debating there, Barn? Well, I had Luai as my three. Yeah, I thought all the points came out of Luai. Yeah. Um, obviously, 2-0 two, two finished and did his job that he's doing every week, but I had Fisher-Harris as my two. Okay. I thought that um, he was actually close to being in the match, but Luai just did that a little bit yep. more. And I had 2-0 as my one point. So I've just gone the single man of the match again this week, but mine's probably Luai, I have to agree. But I can see, like, Toe came close and he got three points last week and it looks like we could have a winger leading the, the Daggy. Notable mention again, for Burton as well. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good playing out in the right. Penrith boys. Yeah, I think we've, we all agree that the Daly M award is an absolute joke at the moment and the, the voting system is... Therefore, the Daggy M is the most prominent. But I had a look in the paper. Yes, I do. I still read the newspaper. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I looked at the Penrith game. Nathan Cleary got three points for this game. Yeah, and that was it's like, sure, he had a great game. And he I got him around the field, did yeah, everything right. He controlled the game yeah. beautifully in that second half. But how didn't uh, Luai get the three points? Yes, I, I, I thought he was an absolute yeah. gun. I'm not too sure who I'm going to get my two and my one to, but just no, give, give, give all uh, six to Luai for me. Any finish on Johnny? Uh, I gave it a kicks purely because it was great to see him hitting the hitting the line. Yeah, I mean this was reminiscent of two seasons ago. Where what he were you was thinking last year when they had that big period and we talked about it? Was like twelve, they 12 rounds, rounds where they just didn't touch a ball. Decoy runner for like twelve rounds, and that's literally why I've given him three points. Yeah. It was great to see him back there. He does. He's not the decoy anymore. He's being that destructive ball runner that we all know he can be, and he just caused havoc and it just opened up from there. I'm happy to. I'm happy to see. It. We'll go little I three. Yeah. Uh, fish two. 201? Oh, 202. Kick out one. Kick out one. Kick out one. Kick out two. 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 Kick out Tell us things, Barney. <laughs> yeah, dog zero, South 38, zero tries to six. Six out of six conversions for Souths and a penalty. Uh, 78% completion played 76%. 32 out of 41 sets for the Dogs and 39 out of 51 for Souths. One line break played three. 17 tackle buster, 22. I thought there was a few more there for Souths, but six out of nine. Uh, what do we got? Six, six offloads played nine. Four forced dropouts for each side. 358 tackles played 364. Seven ruck infringements from the Dogs played four from Souths. Six penalties conceded by the Dogs and three by the Rabbitohs. 11 arrows played 13. Tappany made 46 tackles. Cook with 47. Oh, sorry, Topine with Topine. 46 tackles. Cook with 47. Hetherington with 169 metres and Jai Arrow with 183. Cook Top the Supercoach points with 106. Reynolds with 89. Mansell with 74, plus another two before you get to the Dogs. A Tony with 58. Uh, the Dogs attack. I mean, this is probably their worst attacking performance yet for me. The thing with the Dogs is I noticed they don't make too many errors. Like, their completion rate's decent. It's just when they have the ball, they literally do nothing with it. Their forwards, that was their best performance from their forward pack all year. Yeah. Yeah, Etherington turned up. uh, Ogden turned up. Topine. Tony Topine. Topine's a star, man. He'll be, what is he, 17 as well? He's definitely got something to offer. Um, They got them in position to be something for some of that, and there was zero. Just didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. 
That was, that, that, that was pretty much Just it. on the missed tackles, Allen and Kotrick made missed five apiece. Yeah. So. I mean, they've invested a lot of money in that back line and Josh Adekar to come, and I, I don't see why they would. I don't see where that no return... Link, mate. That's, that's the problem. The thing. I, I mean, <laughs> your forwards can do and all the work, but they just could not create anything. I think that falls on Flanagan and that falls massively on Barrett. If you come to a club and you've got the job based on your attacking setup, you haven't scored a point in four weeks, then... Yeah. So Flanagan's very structured and they need a ball running six and, and they, probably they a ball lose, running 13. They did lose Lewis at... You know, early on, but I did. Yeah. but the dogs are on my be better with Benji list. I think there's Correct. there are four or five clubs that could. I know one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> W well. and Endiff. Test Tigers. Where's Corey Allen at? I don't know. Ever since that Origin game, that one game. He's got just, head noise, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's a bad sign. It's round five. He's already been shifted around for three positions yeah. in yeah. that back line. So. Plucky, any takeaway from the game? I just feel like the dogs are playing with absolutely zero confidence. Every time they get up their end of the field, they just don't know what to do. They just look lost. Um, it's kind of sad to watch. As comical it is to not score in four hours of football, it's becoming sad for them. And They've got Melbourne this week. and Don't score again. If they don't yeah. score, that's the record. Four but straight games. Can I ask you then, you both have a little bit more insight of the Panthers set up all these reps are what Barrett did for the halves in that setup. What, what's going on? Uh, yeah, he, he, he got carried basically yeah, okay. massively in that. I think Cameron Seraldo is the next coaching yeah. person to come out of that setup. Uh, he's just he's got his fingerprints all over that side. I think you've got a bit of input from the likes of you know Barrett, Peter Wallace, Ivan Cleary, obviously yeah. the, the figurehead. But Barrett got carried big time by that side. No, I think it's a it's a pretty big indictment when in pre-season Gus is doing a lot of your your attacking structure while you've got Trent Barrett there trying to do yeah. something two seasons ago and that season ended with Anthony Griffin getting punted a month before so yeah yeah, I think he, he'll, he'll be the first coach I think that's got his head on the chopping block and with reason wow controversial Johnny uh, isn't it I, 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 I don't have any insight on uh, the, the coaching setup there, but I did think Barrett did a good job there. But but I guess when you've got some very talented players compared to some not talented players, I, I don't think he should have his head on the choppy block just yet. Like, it's only round four, and yeah, I, I think we need to see him get a few extra players. Like, wait for next year, see what happens when Matty Burden gets there. Uh, but if he can't do anything with, with the squad that, he's, that he puts together, well, he's got to go then. Lisa says a bit about Flanagan as well. It's always been his knock on his career that he doesn't. He's not more a real creator. He's more of a game management, and basically his only option is to kick yeah. to yeah. the corners and kick for field position. Um, watching him pretty closely, obviously coming up as a sh- as a young shark, and that was sort of my take on him all the way through. And I did mention before the season started that I didn't have any raps on Trent Barrett whatsoever, and nothing's changed my opinion yet. Both so. of you guys have brought up Matt Burton now. There's so much expectation on him coming into the Dogs next year. At the end of the day, whilst he has shown he's got the talent, he's only played a handful of games starting in the halves for Penrith. Why are the Dogs now expecting him to come in next year and him alone be able to change everything? He's the player to come in and change everything because, I mean... (laughs) Look at all the young talent they brought in this year. Thus far, it hasn't worked. And they're not necessarily bad players. They've just not gelled yet. 
who's to say Burton comes in to that Bulldogs fold and it doesn't click straight away either? Like, should these expectations and that O'Carr and play essentially yeah. fullback? He's well, signed yeah. as a fullback. She challenges yeah. the line a little bit more, and he's actually going to give a bit of cleaner ball to his outside backs. They're going to have more opportunities with Burton outside of um, Flanagan than what they're getting at the moment. I but can promise you th- that. Does that necessarily mean though we're going to see a big turnaround from 2021 um, to 2022? No, that, well, that's well, the question. I'm I'll back to finish 12th like, next year. Yeah, yeah. even with I, Fox and. I don't think Burton's their saviour, but I think the dogs are going, all right, we've signed a kid. Obviously, a lot of promise. We need him to be our saviour. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, we're in trouble. I don't think it's a, them talking him up for the sake of his game and what he's shown, but they desperately need oh, look, some uh, hope. And yeah. I think he's he kind can of what be, they're pinning their hat on. Yeah, he can be that sort of saviour eventually, but I don't think he's going to be in 2022, like just coming straight in. But I think a lot of dogs fans think that, which I don't think they should. Any dad? No, I've got nothing left. <laughs> I thought you were going for Sorry. No, so let's just, talk about Let's flip it, though. Uh, the, the Bunnies. Match, yeah. So the Bunnies. Um, Jamie Cook, Cook absolutely, absolutely terrorised. But that was on the back that also of Cameron Murray giving him the clean the ball. The pack rolling yeah, through the middle. 2.3 yeah. 2. second play the balls that he hadn't had for a while. Yeah. Uh, pack rolled through them. Tom Burgess was tremendous. Arrow's doing the Gio's great job off the bench. Um, Latrell just... Just decided it was a day out for him. He just wandered around a bit and scored yeah. a try and had a try assist and turned up and got paid. Uh, and then the Cody Walker yeah. was devastating. So was. Adam um, Reynolds kicked them to absolute death. Just yeah, repeat it's 400 sets plus. And I think it's 400 plus kicking meters for Reynolds. But yeah, um, tremendous from South. They're on the right path. But end of day, now it's very clear now as well. And I've learned this for other games. Nothing counts unless it's against the top five teams. Just don't even treat it as a. Just, it's all just. Scary part, it was 38-0, and they did it in third gear, man. Like, yeah. They could have beaten them by 70. Anything else you want to add, Brian? <laughs> Not realistically, man. If I think we've mentioned everything. If you're Wayne, Wayne Bennett, what do you think of Cody Walker's aggression, though? He copped two charges in that game. Yeah. He was involved with absolutely everything, good and bad. Are you telling him to settle down, or do you like that? He loses no, his settle head. down. He does lose his head. Uh, because you have a... How do I say this? Because... Then you start firing up your gay guys and start firing up your latrells and the niggle starts and it doesn't get better. I think he's got to learn that, hey, I, yeah, take the breath and say, oh, Carvey's up in 10 minutes and then I have the last laugh and he doesn't yeah. tend to do that. I think I it, was de- and it was to the detriment because he gave away some opportunities, he gave away possession and he gave away um, penalties on the back of it. And They could have put 50 on him, probably not for Cody Walker, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's a personality on the field where... The better his performances are, the less opposition realizes he's there. I don't think he needs to like get his get himself involved in the game that way. Like the more he gives up to Latrell and Adam Reynolds, they're going crap. We've got these two guys. Then all of a sudden, Cody Walker's popping up. I mean, it's exactly what Cook did for him. Mm. He burst through the middle, and all of a sudden, there's Cody Walker going beautiful. I can use my running game. I can get on the back of these second phase plays and just carve teams up. What like, do you think, Blocky? I was watching the horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Very good. Did you get on? Um, so, <laughs> on my, but uh, maybe, he, maybe someone that needs to fire himself up as well. Maybe Taylor's watch at eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Uh, the trail's well, a bit like that as well. He, he yeah. seems to get a bit better when he gets a bit fired up. Yeah. But. I'll give it up to Josh Mansell. I thought they threw a lot of custard passes out. He's, there could have been about four or five. Picked up, he picked yeah, up a bit of were, mess there. Yeah. There are four or five situations where, I mean, you saw it later on we'll talk about with Parallel. A few areas creeping your game and all of a sudden your opposition gets back into 
but I'm not saying they would, but he did those little one percent of plays where he got on the score sheet and saved a couple errors. So I thought he was fantastic on the wing. When he's dropped in round two, I was a bit worried for old mate Sauce, but he's bounced back nicely. Yeah. It was probably what he needed. And, uh, yeah. He's a champ of a bloke. Yeah, I don't think it was a coincidence he dropped the two new signings after a bit of a rubbish show. Like, he's just setting said, the standard. Daggy, the dogs forwards were the best that game that they've played all year. Napper, yeah. Hetherington and Tapine off the bench, but yeah, they've, they've got plenty more questions than they've got answers. Yeah. Um, Daggy M's three. Actually, just quickly, what you mentioned about Source, they bought, they had no fear bringing him straight back, and uh, Host is straight back in this week, so yeah. it's like, a, hey, come on, boys, you're now in our club, wake up. Yeah, I think... Turns out Wayne Bennett can coach. Wayne so. Bennett knows a thing or two, yeah, he's just setting the standard <laughs> early. Three to Walker, two to Cook, one to Burgess. They put the Walker around the other way, yeah, and I had too. Arrow as the one. I, Cook's my man of the match, okay. too. Cook's yeah. it, yeah. So, three to... Yeah, I like three Cook, I'd go two Walker, and I like Burgess, number one. Burgess one or who do you who was on? I said Arrow, but Arrow, we'll go with Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. Flip a coin, Daggy. No, go Burgess. That's fine. Storm forty defeated Broncos. Broncos got six, didn't they? They did. They, they got they the did. first try. Six. Yeah, Coates scored. As tipped by Oliver on the preview, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't I was know. Catching up on that, you yeah. actually nailed that game. Pretty well. I, really, I yeah. I forget about it as soon as I leave here. Seven tries to one. Five out of seven conversions played. One for the Broncos. One penalty to the Storm. Eighty percent completion played. Seventy-seven percent completion. Thirty-five out of forty-four sets played. Twenty-seven out of thirty-five. Six line breaks to one. Thirty-four tackle busts to sixteen. Fourteen offloads to nine. Two forced dropouts by the. Storm, 140-20 to Brisbane. Uh, one ruck infringement from the Storm and zero by the Broncos, which is a weird start. 303 tackles to the Storm, played 370 for the Broncos. One penalty to two, nine errors to eight. Kenny Bromwich with 34 tackles, Turpin with 56, Pappy with 298 metres and a million other stats, Coates with 161 metres, I think 80 of them for the first try, (laughs) Pappenhausen with 197 supercoach points, Jennings with 87, Ollum with 75, five other other Storm players before you get down to Turpin on 60 points for the Broncos. I wonder who's getting three points this week. (laughs) (laughs) We can move past that, yeah. Ollie, uh, what do you make? Did you watch the game? Yeah, well, I actually started watching in the second half, and at halftime I was with um, Mrs. Ollie's sister's boyfriend, and he checked the stats, and he was like... going to say Mrs. Ollie's sister? I, I hate... <laughs> you know when it's like a couple of levels, and you're like, this person's that... Yeah, anyway. Um, and he was like, Ryan Pappenhausen scored 24 points. I was thinking, 24 points? Well, he's the goal kicker, so they must be up like 50 nil or something <laughs> at halftime. And I, then I saw it, I was like, oh, he's literally scored all of Melbourne's points. So that was even more impressive to me anyway. But yeah, it was the Pappenhausen show. He did in 12 minutes, too. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a mate that uh, he actually used to play for GP, uh, Josh Taylor. He's the yeah, yeah. unluckiest punter in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, a sure thing he'll get beat. Like, sure. uh, he had money on Ryan Pappenhausen to score in each. Each half, no. so, <laughs> no. so scored four wow. tries in the first half, and then uh, nothing in the second. So unlucky, mate. <laughs> uh, Barney, yeah, well, just on um, Gumpy. Hughes missed three out of twelve tackles, and Alex Glenn missed seven, but he made thirty-four. So it's yeah. Mm. Not the worst. Yeah. Um, Coach ran away for that first try. Would have 
you know, and Broncos probably would have been feeling okay for about 15 minutes, and that, that was about it. The next 15 minutes were absolute torture with Pappy just supporting up the inside. I don't think a lot of it was done off his own bat either. It was just no, him just being in the right spot, exposure, right yeah. time, and just pace to burn. 24 points in 11 minutes, as you said, and just... He actually kept going for the 80 minutes, but it, opportunities didn't fall in his lap like they did. They t- yeah, they did tighten up the middle of it, second half. And Welch was the out. best forward on the field, I thought. Um, Kenny Bromwich and Cheese were solid. Uh, the pack were solid, but they didn't need to do anything else. You know, they held they held Brisbane. Turpin and Haas were um, Brisbane's best two players on the field. I think Haas was a good Payne Haas was the best forward on the field. I don't care what you say. He okay. was absolutely yeah. outstanding. Right, yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, no, uh, true. He, and and um, I liked, and more for super coaching and stuff, that they're looking at getting him back in. Basically, Kevy said he's going to play him till he carks it, and then yeah, give him right. 10 minutes and put him back out there, which he, I think he played 67 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, he was a one-man a one wrecking ball for a lot of that. Now, him and Lodge for that first 15 minutes. I won't yeah. say Brisbane were on top, but they were, they were in the contest. Yeah, yeah, yep. uh, and when Lodge came off and then and then there was a couple more, it just... Uh, Ricky was okay. Uh, Milf actually put in some effort, but didn't Ricky result okay. in a great deal. <laughs> um, Carrigan, and, Carrigan was pretty quiet. He's, he's had a bit of a weird yeah, year, Carrigan. I know where he's at. Johnny? I thought, I mean, if you, you conceded that many points, I shouldn't be saying this, but I think there are some good signs there for Brisbane long term. I think yeah. you look at that side, all they're really missing is you know, those final pieces to put it all together. I think they've got everything you need there. Like Their back line is solid and they're young. Like, and if they're keeping them all together, they've got Katoni Stags to come back as well. Got Plus a good that, nine, some pieces yeah. in the forward Plus those forwards that you've mentioned, Ad Ricky, who's come out of kind of a little bit of nowhere this season. There's some good signs there if you're a Broncos fan, but yeah, I think it just showed the gap in class at the moment. I don't see him doing it to the same extent, but they could have a similar year to the Titans last season. You know, you start off pretty poor, but then you start building Fly towards home. something. Get, yeah, get a few wins towards the end of the year and, you know, finish a respectable maybe 12th or something, I'm thinking. For Brisbane, 13th, I mean, they're not going to finish any lower than the, the big three down there, so <laughs> that's all good. Massive fan, fan of Herbie. Absolutely I love Herbie. Done. He's a legend. He's out this week through injury, which no. is a bit of a shame. I just was thinking, if you're a Canberra fan and when they lost Anthony Milford, they were pretty upset about that. They were, yes, Imagine they what were. they're thinking now, just watching Milford yeah, every week. Happy. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. What about Teddy though? And Ash Taylor, the couple of them. That yeah. Uh, what about Teddy? Yeah, he hasn't moved. Uh, I know a Canberra fan he hasn't moved on yet. Um, <laughs> I want to echo said uh, about Brisbane in that. <laughs> I think we have to accept in the modern game, 20 points isn't a big margin. Is it? Does it make sense? Like, it, with the momentum of it yeah. and with so much happening so quickly, you can lose by 20 and go, we're actually all right. We're that bad. And if yeah. it be another, and, and the, the flow of the game now is so momentum-based is that if it goes another 10 minutes after you're down by 20, you can chase 20 if you've got time. And so I think, I don't know this is 40, but essentially you could take a 24-minute burst out. We're talking about a what, 20 to 6 game, and you go, okay, it's probably fair. Um, I think, well, they smashed him, let's be honest. <laughs> but I genuinely believe Brisbane will beat the bottom four teams. I think they're better than yeah. them. I think their forwards will smash some teams, um, and it'll put them in that sort of Tigers... Newcastle bracket, I think, is where they're at. Yeah. And uh, that'll be a tremendous forward battle, Tigers. Absolutely. And, I think, to what Ollie was saying, I think they will start to find some form, but I think a lot of that depends on how they sort that 6 7. Mm. Like a lot of I thought Didn't showed enough when he had chances to, yeah. to 
be the bloke. Uh, Turpin's there. Uh, Isako, look, you probably want a better fullback, but he's a pretty good one. Probably the best Tessie News got. showed more than I thought he would this year, and yes. um, Coates is quick enough. Mead doesn't touch a ball, so what can you say about him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only bad sign for Broncos fans is when Carl Michael Hunt is chirping during the week saying I could be your, your number six or number seven. So Just put him but, at one and move on. But apart from that, I think good. there's some good signs there for mm. Brisbane going forward. For Honestly, sure. and I've said this since the preseason, just give Albert Kelly a crack. I think he'll at least put in a good effort. I'm going to meet you now, Wally. Thank you. Does no. he even get the start in reserve <laughs> group? Uh, he did last week, yeah. <laughs> no, I reckon because a bit of a redemption story. He won't, he won't be amazing, but... No, just no. It's funny. Okay. The effort will be. He'll put in a better effort than Milford and Croft. I honestly believe. Fair enough. I, I'd just like to see it happen. Just to when he comes in, and has an absolute blinder. We're all going to be <laughs> eating humble pie. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's eating humble pie. Looking at him, but anyway, um, we can't talk. Shouldn't throw stones. Um, lastly, Jerome Hume's king game was really good for. I mean, they're on top, but I thought he was pretty good and I really hope that Bellamy roasted Bromwich for thinking he was a halfback for like half of that game <laughs> he had a few kicks didn't he <laughs> I mean if there's any game where you're gonna talking yeah. about plays that shouldn't have kicked what were your thoughts on Josh Adokar having that last kick at the end 100th game they yeah give I was you, fine with it you liked yeah. it I don't think Bellamy liked it no, he, he, he <laughs> the way he was going for that kick I was like he's gonna miss this it was right in front but yeah. he just he, looked like he was gonna shank there it there was a bit of hook on that yeah. one yeah. <laughs> I was more angry when Paul Gallen kicked a field goal last year um, or two years ago yeah so that was pretty disrespectful uh, three two ones obviously Papenau's and I'm going to make a case for Payne Haas for two yep and yeah I love it two yeah. give it and to then Olam one but happy to be spoken about then I think Welch should be in there. I yeah, think fine. they were playing off him. Like I he would was have a said Welch has won, yep. but Olam was pretty close by him. He's been destructive actually this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's had a bad game. He's done a couple of silly things. I wish he passed a little more, but you know. <laughs> um, okay, now I'm happy to have Welch. I think Welch is almost rubber stamped himself as the Australian prop, in my opinion. But I use that perfect linchpin that you can build around. Yeah, definitely he's, on the bench. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, behind the yeah, I suppose Painhouse now he's back. Cool. Um, sorry, as I came through. <laughs> Sharks 48. Oh, yes, for your record, GT, it was three Papanaus and two Haas, one Welsh. Sharks 48, Cowboys 10. Well, what can we say about this? <laughs> Go on, Barney, so you start us off. Eight tries to two, eight out of eight conversions from Chad, which is a change, and one out of two for the Cowboys. 273 tackles played 387, which made a big difference. 80, 84% completion from Cronulla, which was good, and 69 out of the Cowboys. 42 out of 50 sets played 25 out of 36. Five line breaks to two, 28 tackle busts to 21. 11 offloads played 10, three force dropouts by the Chad and 40-20. One ruck infringement to Cronulla, two to the Cowboys, one penalty from Cronulla and four from the Cowboys. Nine errors played 13. Tolman made 33 tackles right with 50. Ty Wilton with 216 metres and Hammer with 215. Kennedy had 123 supercoach points. Townsend with 107. Tracy with 94. And then another two players before you got to Valentine Holmes with 70 points. Um, keep going, Barn, because you're Moylan the missed four tackles out of 18, <laughs> which is, yeah. And um, Condon missed four out of 30. The future of Penrith. 
uh, back and forth for about 10 minutes and then just 60 minutes of the Cowboys centres waiting for Cronulla to fire their shots. They, they were so passive in the outside backs in their defence, it was not funny and that's basically where all the points came from. They just kept backing off, backing off and they made Tracy look like an absolute superstar with a bit of pace and a little bit yeah, of footwork. Yeah, enough to turn around. And just turn them inside out on the on the, on that left edge. Um, Chad kicked them to pieces. He was actually quite good, I thought, at most of the game. He, there's a few few times he put the pumpkin on, but that happens. Um, as I said, they made Tracy look like a superstar. If Dugan and Mulatano don't go off, they could have put on another couple of tries realistically. Um, yeah, what do you say about the Cowboys, man? Fuck. <laughs> well, the cow- here's the thing about the Cowboys. I'll get in first. Like, after 10 minutes, there was a zero intent. There was zero defensive intent. Even when they had the ball, there was decoy runners running into ball runners. It was, like, <laughs> it was just like... It, it was... I think it happened twice in two sets where someone tried to put someone in a hole and they ran into each other. Like, it was like they'd never trained together. I just... There's serious issues up there, and from what you said earlier, Blocky, obviously it's not great. Um, As Johnny said earlier, Maguire was probably their best on the field. He, he, he was. He, uh, he made 41 tackles, um, but if he can get a job at St George, like just go. And the young yeah, fella, Wright go. and Robson, were okay, but the rest of them. Mm. Yeah, and so what do you say? Like, where to for him? You just go take, let the 10 blokes have their release and go find 10 blokes with Queen Link up and start again. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> I mean, really? it's hard, especially when you've got a new coach there. I mean, yeah, I get it because you're going you're gonna to try and support your new coach and get those systems in place. But you've got, you know, blokes out. And he's tried every combination so far that he's got. He's tried centres. Like he's tried Val switching from fullback to wing. He's tried halves. He's tried forwards. He's tried to shove a rocket up Tamalolo, and that's kind of not worked as well. So. Well, he hasn't played any game time where, since, so yeah. there could be something with him coming back this week. But he's just walked in and gone, holy fuck, what have I walked into? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he had his time over, whether he might stay in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I think family played a part in that one, but definitely. I, they, they've got no confidence. They've got <laughs> barely any talent in that side, and as soon as they come up against any sort of resistance, they're like, oh, we know we're not up for the fight, and they just kind of fold their cards, and that's kind of the story for 80 minutes every single week. Um, oh, the Cowboys. So after watching the Bulldogs, I thought, wow, I think there might finally be a team worse than the Cowboys. Like, I think the Bulldogs might be the worst team in the NRL. But the Cowboys never let you down. <laughs> oh, Not my this God. year. Oh, I, I, I'm going to sound cynical, but I just I love watching it. Like, because it's, it's so comical. There is a car crash to it. Like, yeah. when they start running into each other, I'm just going. Oh. <laughs> it's like they're, mu- they're must-watch in a weird way. Like, I love watching the Cowboys. I oh, know it's very disrespectful, but, like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where I see them going wrong. So you look at the other bottom three teams, and let's look at Manly for an example. And you go through, and they've got some good players there. These have star, 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 and the rest of the squad a bit average. You look at the Cowboys lineup. Sure, they've got Tamalolo there. Apart from that, it's pretty rubbish. Like it's it's twenty blokes that should be playing reserve grade. Uh, and we also we discussed should they just restart? I think over the last few weeks we've seen that roster managements are so important. Uh, the the teams have done good roster management are succeeding now and I feel like it's way too late to start again but how do you build from here I'm not too sure well, they've got to blow the pack up for a start they've just got to pull that pack so, apart and put yeah, it go, like, so find go and find pack somewhere yeah go and find some big bodies from Queensland Cup or yeah. Papua New Guinea or wherever you want to go and go and chase some workhorses like 
for example, blokes that got picked up last year, blokes like Bailey Siren and blokes that should have been on them, should have been who you're targeting. Um, we said it. This, this is a buyer's market because at the end of this year, I think like a third of everyone's off contract. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have a, some picks at something. But like, if you're Adam Reynolds, why would you go there? Unless you're going to get 800, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think the sad part for Cowboys fans is. They clearly had a pathway for the Kalen Pongas and the Viliama Kikaus. Mm. They planned for these guys to be pushed through their, their 20s to make it in their first grade side. And the problem was they showed probably too much talent too early. And those New South Wales clubs have just gone, yeah, right, we'll, we'll take those. And I think that's kind of the, the hindrance of being a small market team. Like, do you want to be there on your own in Cairns? I mean, yeah. They're probably paying a dollar thirty to the dollar on other clubs to try and keep some talent up there, and I think oh, that's least, yeah. yeah, that's that's hindering them big time. You've, you've also got to ask, what was Paul Green doing over the last few years? Oh, like letting know, so many players go. I'm sure he had that grand final squad and that, that run with some very talented players, but what the hell was well, he they doing? They put a lot of money into Morgan on the back of that, and the bloke hasn't barely played a game since. But um, that if, if he has to retire early because of medical reasons. Uh, they'll have some, up some cash. They'll have some cash to spend. Who should they be looking at? Who, who would you? It's all going to go to Reynolds, pretty much. Well, they need Reynolds? someone to control that team. Yeah, they need yeah. someone to get them around the park. Moses then by happening. Oh, yeah. Why not? Uh, yes. Where, Are you what? suggesting something? But I said uh, <laughs> no. Mark is nodding. Mark is nodding. Twenty rounds. But yes, but he, would, he would add something. At least he's something. He's an experienced footballer. He can play centre. He can play fullback. He can play six. in that team. He play six if you want him to. Just as I said, like it would have been probably twelve to fourteen games out of last season, and there was only twenty rounds where I just said Tamalolo needs some help, man. And it's game after game after game, and there's nobody there to support. Like the, the pack is fucking powder puff at best. They've invested a lot of money. They've got Jordan McLean in there. They've got yeah. Josh Maguire in there. Like They've spent a big corner in that forward pack, and they've just given them absolutely nothing. Maguire's been having a crack, but... Yeah. yeah. How many How many years has Tom Lowe got left? Like <laughs> Five more five. after this one. Good or... Surely he does not play that out. <laughs> like, aren't they better off just going, look, James, I'm sorry? I don't think but they what's have... it going to cost them a season to probably get rid five. of him? That's, the, That's the thing. You probably yeah. have to pay five for eight anyway. And I don't... And another team will laugh because they'll get him for five. But... <laughs> It's like, okay, question for question without notice. Um, his statement about wanting to play Origin, would you pick him? I wouldn't pick him in the Origin team right now. It'd be tempting, but He's I only think... played one game, man. Give him fucking yeah. three no, or four he, games. No, oh, I know, but... Would I, pick, <laughs> would I pick him in the New South Wales team? No. Would I pick him in the Queensland? Uh, I don't think they have too many middles. Christian, well, uh, middle's different. Welsh Carrigan. He, he makes he, the squad. He makes, he makes a squad. He doesn't make, I don't think he makes New South Wales. No, no probably not. Close. But in saying that, what he's he played. Yeah. Has he played one game this he's year? He's only played one game. I know. And he played 30 minutes, whereas last more. year he was playing 60 minutes a game. And But uh, even last year, he doesn't make the New South Wales squad. No. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah, back he to was the He's pushing 200 metres most games. So. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm being harsh. I just. <laughs> whatever. Uh, anything else to take? Oh, let's talk about Sharks. Moylan. Um, was very good playing reserve grade. Um, so that's team's lucky spot. He gets confused. He confuses the defence too much, man. And he fucking, confuses himself. He goes one way, stops, goes back the other way, runs around in circle, and he's just like, fuck me, just pass it or kick I, it. I like a bloke just there. Blaze's own admission fuck. doesn't want to be tackled. Like He's come out and said, I don't like being tackled, so I'm not going to tackle. He doesn't like tackling either. From and then he's one play is sweep to the left. It's been yeah. his one play since Penrith. Um, Kennedy was good. You know, Kennedy you've got was a, very, you've got a first very grade. Yeah. You've got a first grade fullback. He's a good first grade fullback. Ted Wilton was good. Good bit of pace. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Townsend's control. That's made in my notes. So anyone else want to talk about this game? Yeah, Wilton yeah. probably ends up going back to the bench. Rudolph again was good. 
Um, he's been good all year. And Woodsy was good again. Yeah, Woodsy's I'll good. give a wrap. Woodsy that Woods-Tolman one-two punch that they've got going in their forward pack mm. has been bloody dynamite for them that I don't think many would have seen coming. So. It's not the strongest yeah. punch in the world, but it's continual. It just keeps yeah. coming. just keeps yeah. coming, and yeah, it's good. I've got a question for you, Barney. He's a yes, Sharks mate. fan. Uh, John Morris, well, mm. personally, I think he's done an amazing job, and they're yep. playing for him. He's the lowest-paid coach in the NRL. Yep. They haven't given him any insight on whether he's going to be there in years to come because I think they're holding off for maybe we a Bellamy or something. No. Flanagan. 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 Yeah, we'll see. Mate, they can't wait to get Flanagan back there. (laughs) Okay. I said when they sacked him, mate, I'll fucking lose it if they sign him. They'll sign him for sure. Yeah, but do you you like Morris? I love Morris. Yeah. So if if you're the CEO there, are you giving him another contract? 100%. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, I think he deserves it. The whole reason that they've held off for so long is because he's come and said, look, I'm the lowest paid coach going around. I need a bit of extra coin. And I'm, you know, he's. He's had these kids all the way through, and you can see that they're playing for him because he's been their development coach for years coming into the first-grade role. He got thrown in there with a roster that's been top eight at best, like bottom of the top eight, and he's got them there year after year. As I said, I mentioned before the start of this season, I I expect them to finish probably 10th. And just the grit and effort that they're showing at the moment, there's signs that they're going to scrape. There's a good chance of scraping into the eight again. So yeah, you can't you. do much more, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll get my buzz on. Look, I tipped them to run last, <laughs> and, and, and they're playing for him. They're running through walls they for are. this bloke, yes, they and they are they are playing for him. And I think he needs to deserve. But they're going to get they're going to bring Flanagan straight back in. And there's a, there's three very good first graders to come back into that team in Royce Hunt, Talakai, and Sean Johnson. Yeah. Come back yeah, in as yeah. well. So, and in Morris Johnson's only what two weeks away? Three yeah, weeks, two away, weeks now. away. In Morris's defence, he's covered a lot of areas in their roster management. Like he's got some big coin players starting to play up to what they're earning as well. So the kids are playing awesome, man. Especially yeah, the back and rowers and yeah, a couple of those outside Tegu, backs. Was it Tay Wilton? Yeah, Tay Wilton. Yeah. He played what three positions on the weekend? He was outstanding in yeah. all of them. So yeah, he's done a great job. Um, and Dugan's been good. Like Dugan yeah. scores a try every game. You just you know, carries on a little bit, but he was fine. Um, <laughs> he does carry on a little again. bit. Uh, anything to add? I'm going three Kennedy, two Wilton, one Tracy, but happy to I would discuss. Have had. I Wilton three. Wilton three? Yeah, Wilton three, Kennedy two. So you're two swapped around. But but I'm going with you, mate. Three, two, one. Exactly the same as Daggy. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll jump on board. Three Kennedy, two Wilton, one Tracy. <laughs> the Raiders 20 beat the Titans for maybe another example of... Um, you know, it only means something against the top five. Um, Raiders were good. Titans, I thought, were okay. Um, maybe a bit one-dimensional by the end of the game. Barney. Yeah, a little clunky in that back line again. Uh, one try to three, zero conversions for Titans and three out of three for the Raiders. Penalty for Canberra, 68% completion, played 77. 30 out of 44 sets, played 33 out of 43. Three line barracks apiece. 39 tackle busts to the Titans, played 26 out of Canberra, which is an interesting stat. Four offloads to six. Two force dropouts by the Titans. Uh, four ruck infringements for the Titans, played three from Canberra. Four, 14 errors, played 12. Proctor had 42 tackles, Hodgson with 46 tackles, Tino with 201 metres, and Charles Nickel Klockstad with 266 metres. Tino was the top supercoach scorer with 93 points, Papali or Papalihi with 92, Sutton with 90, and Fafita with 88, just because he got that close. Um, Fogarty missed five tackles and made 10, and Croker missed six and made 12. 
Mm. There's some question marks around Croker on that edge. Especially if Chris was missing a lot of them last um, year as well. Chris Not sure that there. shoulder's right. Ollie, lead us away, my friend. I thought <laughs> I'm happy with what I saw from the Titans in that game, weirdly enough, because they did end up getting beat relatively easily on the scoreboard. But as someone who is still at the moment tipping Canberra to go all the way, they've not been amazing thus far. Um, I, I, look, I think it was all right. As you said, it was okay. Tino was probably the standout for me for the Titans. Um, I know I ride him a lot, as in. I love him, but um, I thought George Williams was just about the best for Canberra here. He goes through periods where he sort of, he never plays bad, but Whiten will be the one controlling the game, and then it will sort of shift back and forth. But whenever Williams has taken full control of a game, he's been amazing, and you can't really stop Canberra when he is playing in that form, and I thought he was really good against the Titans. They ended up getting it done in the end, Canberra. Neither side was amazing, I'd say, but yeah. Yeah, for me, it was the Georgie Pye show. I think Georgie Pye's clearly overshadowed White and all year. Mm. He has. He has, but I'd say this, this has been now. his he's, best he's, performance. He's better for the year in the NRL, and he's, I think he's been great. Can't sniff out opportunity with that nose. Um, I think this is Whiten's probably best performance of the year too, to mm. be honest. I thought and Chance was good. Yeah, Chance was outstanding. Definitely yeah. Chance. Yeah. Best that back line of the Raiders just relieved so much pressure on that forward pack yeah. to let them do their job. I think all of them run for pretty much 150 every yeah. week. Like They are outstanding. Yeah. Keep going, Johnny. Does plenty of work. Oh. I thought uh, as a Panther fan watching Tyron Peachy, I think the better your team going, the less Tyron Peachy touches the ball. And he was he – was, too involved in that to try and yeah he was trying to steer players around and trying to force things too much where he needs those big fellas to be doing their job and playing off the cuff of them rather than the other way around have they overplayed their hands starting him and keeping Mel on the bench and moving Tino or I think they found something there with Tino definitely I think he's been outstanding the past two weeks moving to prop but I think they need to find a solution to that 13 I think against the bigger packs like someone like the Raiders they're probably better off going with the bigger starting pack and then bringing Peachy in later but when when they think they're going to dominate a, a forward battle. Oh, I see what, and it you worked, well worked last week, clearly, yeah. They've got a handy one on the bench in, in front of Waker, so. I was going to say, Tal Malolo yeah. might end up at the Titans next year. There we go, there's the answer. Flocky, do you have anything to add? <laughs> I've got a question for Ollie. Uh, how, the, how the hell did you become a Titans fan? Uh, through, I didn't think they existed. Yeah, through my mum. Um, never we been knew a, one, and then he changed to Penrith. We actually knew another yeah. one. Wow. <laughs> never been a rugby league fan. But when Campbell. they came into the comp, she loved Preston Campbell, jumped on them. Growing up, I was beginning to be indoctrinated as a Penrith fan. Pretty much all my family supported them. I was like, oh, I'd rather go against the status quo. And I've regretted it constantly since, but I'm still... <laughs> yep. They'll come still good, mate. Um, I think it will be still a bit of time until they finally click. Sure, they've got those big forwards there and they're showing plenty of potential. But, yeah, it might take a little bit for them to click. Uh, we've mentioned Tino. I absolutely love Yeah, we him. have undimensioned Tino. Tino's a goliath. Like, yeah, he, he was outstanding. He was the best player on that field, I have no doubt. Oh, Papa yeah. Lee was pretty close. Was, but I'm giving Tino three. They were just in um, beast mode, those yeah. two boats. And I think he played, what did he play, 67 minutes? He played, he didn't Tino? have one little break. Seven, seven, 70 71. 71 minutes. Yeah. And he was incredible the whole game. He took them all on the whole, I just was like, I was watching it in awe of him and what he's 
what he brings to that club. Yep. Keep going, Blocky. Uh, oh, do you have him in Supercoach or are you with Mo? Who, who I just bought him this week because I've I got all to. three of them. You got all three, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mo was absolutely outstanding last year. Like he's continued yeah. again this year. Uh, I think he won their clubs player. He did, yeah. Last year, maybe even the year before. Yeah, yeah two years in a row. He's been a gun for a couple of years. Yeah, now. gun. Uh, no one ever mentions him, uh, and mainly because the Titans just get forgotten in Sydney. Well, and speaking well, of Supercoach, just, just, just for so your reference. Tino was owned by they were the same price. Tino had twenty two percent owners, and Mo had less than one. Yeah, I'll have he just, Mo. And Mo doesn't he, let me down. He's he got some tries. Flies under the radar. No one. I love him. his footwork. I love his hands. I like that he, he does have pretty good sides to play right, halfback. Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah, yeah. and and, and I, I do like the idea of him as a forty minute wrecking ball. But I agree with what you said. Like they've probably got to pick their spots for that and just go right when we're playing Canberra, when we're playing Penrith, he's playing or Melbourne. Sixty minutes and he's going to grind. He's going to have to start and 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 put Tino put all three on the field. Play all your cards at the front, but yeah. I didn't like seeing Anthony Don get injured though. Not no. the Don. <laughs> Love the Don. But. Anything to add, Ollie? He started. He start building. <laughs> yeah, start, Fair enough. Start okay. building Don's statue now. <laughs> He's watching the horse racing. <laughs> uh, no, Tina, yeah, 201 min, uh, metres, 39 tackles. Mo, 50 minutes, 153 metres. Um, yeah, they were outstanding. Ryan Sutton is a, a, almost a revelation this year. Yeah. Really great. Their track record of plucking these guys out of nowhere and turning yeah. into genuine first grade top quality edge or back rowers is pretty much unrivaled at this point. It, him, Sutton, like, these boys are killing it. Yeah. They are killing it. Now, it's like Ricky knows what to look for in a football. No, crazy. It's weird, isn't it? The... Um, Concern I had for the Titans is in that second half, basically Ricky just said, right, we're going to double-team Dave for feed the whole time, and there was no second play. There was no – the halves – I know obviously Foggy was injured, but they just had nothing else. Um, Tanner Boyd looked a bit lost without his big buddy from school, and there was – that's a concern to me. I think there was there's only one dimension, and obviously that dimension is going to win them some games, but it won't beat them in the top five. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, well, I mentioned last week that I thought the Titans' backline was a bit clunky, and again, and, and AJ's backline wasn't hasn't um, turned up this year. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, Raiders' backline wasn't that flash hot either, to be honest. Um, the the very far right side with Chans and um, Rapana was good, but there was a there was a few mistakes in there. Chris was I think a little bit out of his depth on that left yeah. edge. He did he tried hard enough, but um, the Raiders just won it through the forwards, and they just once they got their foot on the throat, they just kept motoring through the forwards and hammering those edges. Um, wore out Fafita, um, wore out the other edge, and yeah. What do you say, Mo? Yeah, as you, you've already mentioned the best players that were on the field. Yeah, um, yeah I thought Whiten's running game was stronger than it has been for the the start of the year, which sort of gave him a kick on the on that left edge, and the right edge was very strong with Sutton. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's the next development for Fafita. I think, as Daggy said, they were double teaming him, and his reaction was, "I'm going to go further and further out to the edge, trying oh. to find some space." But I think it's the opposite. He's yeah, got to come, come closer in. in. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to open up that space, especially if they're playing with a PG. They yeah. get Brian Kelly back this week as well, which is huge. I think he'll add yeah. a lot of sparks. So, yeah, I think that's the next step. But for Fafita, no no qualms with his performance. But yeah, I think that's the next step for him for sure. Uh, I'm going three for Tino, yeah. but I'm happy to be overruled. Three for Tino. I had two for Sutton, then one for Eva, Chance, Georgie Pie, or Mo. I had two for Papali and one for Sutton. Uh, he's not going to get all three, but I'm chucking Georgie Pie in for at least two or one. Yeah. Please. 
I gave mine a chance purely because I think after last week, the, the Raiders forwards needed some help to get through this one, especially with how much the Titans threw at them. But Tino was outstanding. I only gave it on chance on principle because they won by 16. But yeah, Tino was... He's worth every penny that they paid for him so far. I'm a bit weird with giving away points. I feel like the winning side needs to have majority <laughs> yeah, of points. Right. This uh, is the only time I've done it this week. But yeah, yeah I, I'm leaning towards chance. 260 metres yeah. or so. Yeah. What a gun. So Tino, three... Chance to Chance to Georgie Sutton or Georgie Georgie Either or Both brilliant Barney you'll let you have I fun. thought Sutton had Bigger impact than Why oh, there I agree Alright So Tino Chance Sutton 3-2-1 there Newcastle 13 Lost to the Dragons 22 McCulloch Into I think his Fourth week Of not missing a tackle And making 50 plus took 50 Every week And made 59 <laughs> He missed one In round one as yeah. well Sorry after, that was it. Sorry he's Three in a row it's one. No no I'm just saying Like he, no, yeah, he's, he's only three in a row missed zero, one. And yeah. he's missed one All year And he's and made, made 4,000 yeah. yeah It's fucking ridiculous Arnie Two tries to four Two out of two Conversions for the Knights Three out of four For the Dragons And a field goal For Kurt Mann 83% completion played 78% for the Dragons. 39 out of 47 sets played 32 out of 41. Three line breaks to two. 28 tackle busts to 14. The stats all stacked up in Knights' favour in this game for the majority of it. Uh, 10 offloads to 11. 346 tackles for the Knights and 408 for the Dragons. Four ruck infringements from the Dragons and none to Newcastle. Five penalties conceded for Newcastle, one to the Dragons. Seven errors played 16 to the Dragons. 49 tackles for Braley. 59 for McCulloch. Clement with 187 metres and Dufty with 182. Tarek Sims with 101 supercoach points. Barnett with 75. King with 74. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the racing. Norman missed five tackles. Saifidi <laughs> missed four. Johnny, you can lead it away. Oh, I think it's another two points thrown away by the Knights. That inconsistency and complacency with the balls cost them again. I think that that side is built to win a lot of games, and I think especially off the back of their forward their pack. Their back line is, is not very good. <laughs> Let's be honest. And they're, they're missing some good ones, but I think their yeah. forwards can match most teams. And uh, their centres are terrible without Bradman Best there. They're... Wingers add little and Tex Hoy injury didn't Tex Hoy getting injured didn't help Yeah Ponga coming back this week is huge I think Hummel Hunt is great in a combination with Badman Best but I think he goes a little bit shy when he's, his mate's not there but I think they did they did plenty enough to win that game and they just found a way to lose back to back weeks I'm going to give the Knights a complete haul pass and just let, let that game go. They lost Mitchell Pearce. They let, lost Tex Hoy. They didn't have Kurt Mann out there for the whole game. Uh, they had a few other little injuries. Knights got two tries out of charge downs. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, uh, sorry, Dragons. Yeah. Sure, I don't That's think the Knights have started well this year. But, but you, come on. You would have been at the Tigers game. Yeah, it was. What was I thought like, Was it the same same? I thought the Knights were rubbish that game. That's yeah, right. Absolutely been rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But there's two games in a row where I just thought they stunk. Fair. Fair. No, no, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. I do think when you lose majority of your spine by halftime, oh. you, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And they were leading at that stage as well. Uh, I do think the 13-6 scoreline's always a, uh, a, a bad sign. We saw yeah, it in the, the 2004 the grand goal. final. <laughs> don't, don't go 13-6. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was pretty unlucky. I thought it was very strange when Mitchell Pierce came off with that peck injury that Blake Green mm. uh, 
a ready-made half was sitting on the bench and for another twenty at, odd minutes. Yeah, and he didn't come on. I thought that was just I, very I strange. I feel like O'Brien is like a one track man like he's just he's gone Blake's playing that. half an hour today yeah. no matter what yeah. and when he got injured he goes well I can't bring Blake on yet because he's yeah, only going to play half hour because yeah. he, he did a bit, little bit last year as well um, and to their detriment that's what happened he and did it last week against the Tigers I made mention of he gave his whole reserve bench yeah. like 25 minutes yeah. out of four players what the fuck are you doing yeah. I think that rationale goes out the window when you've got Mitch Barnett playing four positions there he played yeah. left centre left second row 5'8 yeah. and hooker yep. and you've got Blake Green and Connor Watson sitting on your bench that can fill those two spine positions and free up one of your best yeah Edge runners pretty good to in actually, those positions. And he's been, I'd say he's been their best player so far this season. Barnett. Barnett. Oh, easy, above yeah. Braley, above Frizzell, and he kicks goals. He's one of those guys that he's just I an love absolute him. He's unicorn. one of my, again, if I get, we get back to, if we ever pick our favourite 17, I, I would have Barnett in my team. I wouldn't have him kicking goals. No, <laughs> someone else would have <laughs> But he's just, he's hard not to like. He busts his ass, you know what you get. Him and Saifidi hey. were tremendous. Watson was. Okay, second half he did what he, when he, again when you got to play everywhere it's hard to get away with. Uh, in what you're saying is right, Blocky. In that ultimately they get Ponga and back next this week and Bradman Best hopefully in a couple and that's the, the hope of the side now really. I've been pretty disappointed with Adam O'Brien. Like he he had so many raps. He had uh, a good stint at Melbourne with Bellamy. He was there with uh, Trent Robinson at the Roosters. Uh, we haven't seen much of him. And uh, I was uh, yeah. I, just to jump in, I was about to say I thought it was going to be a hot take, but I think Adam O'Brien might be a bit of a myth, at least at the moment. Like well, we said it last year. He, he's covered because he's got a decent roster. But I, I said it. We, we talked about this last year that um, I said he likes throwing his bottles and he likes thinking he's Craig Bellamy and he likes doing this and that. But look at what Justin Holbrook's brought to the Titans, for example. It's chalk and cheese. And when if you if they didn't have starch in their forward pack now, which they might not have soon because, yeah, Cowboys might turn around and suddenly snaffle a couple of them. And if I was a Cowboys, it might be the first place I look, try and get a Saifidi or something. But all of a sudden they lose that. They, they're very quickly down the bottom. And, and Aiden O'Brien doesn't seem to have the temperament to, to, to change that or rebuild a side. I think he's got the best possible side he can get right now. And I think if they're not producing... Yeah, they're going to struggle down the road. And um, I do love anyone that uses the Don't Know Who I Am line. So <laughs> kudos to him for that as well. Yeah, I think two things with Adam O'Brien. I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes movement that got him that job. I think uh, that locker room was split as soon as uh, Nathan Brown got punted and Adam O'Brien came in. Mm. I think that's a lot of security that's he's got that he's got in his favour at the moment. But I think he's coaching within himself as well. I think there's blueprints there. If he's got a good side that can play the ball, he's got his forwards that can make a lot of meters. He's got his backline playing well. I just think he's coaching within himself, especially with those substitutions that he had up his sleeve. That was his chance to go. You know what? We're better than these guys. Blake Green, you're back. Like, yeah. if if he's limiting his minutes, limit his minutes in the middle of the game or something, and and secure that game and I let think, Connor Watson. I'm worried about him playing minutes. 
leave him out and put a kid on the bench and go, all right. hundred percent. If you're not going to pick him. Cody, if Cody Walker, because he's coming back from injury, he was worried if, about putting him out there. If Cody Walker long. does an Achilles but, in the fifth minute of a South game, do you reckon Benji Marshall's not going straight out? Like, let's be honest. Uh, thoughts on O'Brien before we... No, I thought the Knights pack matched uh, matched it for fair parts of the game. The Pierce injury threw their attack apart for 20 minutes until Blake Green came back on. Uh, as I said, uh, two charge down tries, that's 10 or 12 points. So if you take 10 or 12 points off the score, it's 13-10 or 13-12. So... And you know what I mean? That's obviously yeah. bad kicking options as well. But Tarek Sims was doing everything that he could and put that much pressure on Kurt Mann and um, the other bloke that was kicking. <laughs> the other one that got charged down. It might have been Mann both times. One was not one hundred percent sure. I think one was Blake Green and one was Mitchell Pearce. Yeah, okay. no, the first yeah. one was Pierce. I think yeah. The first yeah, one was Blake Pierce. Green was yeah, the second but one. He there. was just obviously getting the, the pressure on, and he got him. He got two tries out of it. And yeah, it's his best game by a mile. Tarek Sims this year. Yeah, a bit of fortune. I'll give a big rap to Laurie and Vaughan. I thought Laurie was targeted pretty clearly by that Knights pack. Paul Vaughan's been sensational. He's, he's, he's been their best player. And he, yeah, yeah. once again, carried pretty much an entire side on his back. So. Shibasaki was 100 times better than he was the week before. He but that's not fucking hard to do. <laughs> um, the rest of the uh, Knights back line was pretty poor, I thought. Um, they, were, they didn't add much. Uh, Dragons back line wasn't great either, but they weren't really needed. Um, the Dragons... Got, they matched them for when the, the Knights were good and when the Knights pack dropped off, the Dragons just kept coming. Yeah. Kept coming. Blake Laurie, as you mentioned, Tarek Sims, um, Paul Vaughan, they just pushed through the middle. A um, couple of bounces of the balls helped, but could have gone either way, but I thought the injuries crueled the Knights and at the end of the day, it was um, yeah, it was a good job that the Dragons got through, but I don't think it was anything super impressive. We need to talk about Cody Ramsey. Uh, I think the bloke's absolute <laughs> rubbish, and okay. I don't think he should be in that lineup. Uh, he, he made his name for himself in that uh, Nines tournament over in Perth uh, where, where he got that controversial try. John, John's not very happy right <laughs> now. Flip or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know how he's there if you just look especially because they've got Pereira sitting there and for the same reason they back in the last year they dropped Ravalawa for no conceivable reason and he gets absolutely bashed when he brings the ball back yeah. and then he Pereira, doesn't want to bring Pereira it back last again. year was beating someone every time he brought a ball back yeah, let's just have a look at his stats right here let's go for it he, uh, you may he, pop plenty in this week if you like he has <laughs> nine runs for 46 metres 46 mm. metres for a winger uh, just the one tackle bust there uh, I don't know how many super coach points he got but the app I'm looking at gave him uh, a total of nine NRL fantasy points. <laughs> so it'd be less. So, yeah. No, Supercoach is a bit more, so he okay. probably got about 12 or 13 yeah. maybe yeah. in Supercoach. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, but, and he had that absolute shocker where he fell over yeah. about six times. Uh, yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised he's still in that squad. Yeah, me too. Agreed. I don't know how what the rest of their squad looks like though. So <laughs> I think we've covered... Oh, sorry. Did you get Jack Bird back this week as well? Yeah, which yeah. definitely helps. He started well. I think we've covered a lot of it. Uh, I'll just say, look, Corey Norman did attempt some game management and he was okay at it so well done to him and he played yeah, fine Corey Norman wasn't bad uh, three McCulloch two Sims and I'll say the one to Watson or Corey Norman but or Paul Vaughan yeah. I, I, I would would have gone Vaughan for three yeah, personally okay three. fine yep. I know McCulloch offers a lot in defence but he, he's not doing too much in attack uh, no. he did have an absolute if he makes 50 tackles and doesn't miss yeah, a tackle yeah, yeah. he probably deserves three points uh, I liked Sims myself uh, I liked McCulloch and I liked Vaughan yeah I think so. Sims was a difference so okay. Would have gone three, two, one. Three Sims. Yeah. So three Sims, two. McCulloch. McCulloch. One Vaughan. And one for Vaughan. 
Roosters 32 defeated the Warriors 12. Um, Barney? Six tries to two. Four out of six conversions for the Roosters. Two out of two for the Warriors. 74% played 73% completions. 32 out of 43 sets. Played 27 out of 37. Six line breaks to two. 33 tackle bust played 29. Ten offloads to three. One force dropout for the Roosters and two for the Warriors. Uh, 338 tackles played 352. Three ruck infringements for the Roosters and five for the Warriors. Penalties conceded were four to five. 12 out of 13 errors. Lussick made 41 tackles. Egan with 47. Teddy with 257 metres. And RTS with 192. Brett Morris with 118 supercoach points. Crichton and Walker both on 81. Two other players before we got down to... I can't even read my own writing. How good is that? Tohu Harris with 72 (laughs) supercoach points. I've got less chance of reading yours than I've got to read mine. Radley missed five tackles but made 30. um, And Pompey missed five tackles and only made nine. Wow. Oh. Uh, lead us away, let's say, John, because he's got the mic. I was going to say block you, but just I'll shout out Sam Walker. I might as well get out of the way. Yep. I thought the, big, the biggest compliment to Sam Walker was Teddy was covering Hutchinson more than Walker throughout yeah. that game. Big time. Yep. And I think that's a, that's a big sign of confidence for the young fellow. You can see why they're happy just to get rid of Flanagan because yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he knew this kid was coming through. Yeah. But he was outstanding. Look, is the big big name showed up for Roosters in Crichton, Teddy yeah. especially, but look, the way Sam Walker handed himself through that 80 minutes was just, yeah, it was first class. And everything you'd expect from the hype, but nothing that you'd expect from an 18-year-old from on debut. From a kid playing debut, yeah. yeah. Big time, man. And you know what? He partnered Hutchison relatively well. Like, Hutchison wasn't bad in this one, hey? And no, he wasn't he, he, he wasn't, yeah. wasn't amazing, but, like, if that's a, a decent combination for Sam Walker and gets the best out of him for the rest yeah. of the year... Then Smith, Walker, Teddy will be a good spine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. The Roosters, they're just all class. Yeah. If Most teams, if you lose number six and seven, put a line through them. Uh, I know it was only against the Warriors, but pretty impressive. I was impressed with Sam Walker. I thought he was great. He's only going to get better from now. He lost to Panua, what, two minutes in or something? That's right. Yeah. And did it in slow motion too. He wasn't rushed. He didn't, didn't look like he was under pressure at any point. He just went through the motions and did yep. it very, very well. I feel like it was kid. a debut match that he just got through the match. He he did all the little things right. It was a good performance. I'm now looking forward to seeing him Could step up. Yeah. I, 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 watched, I watched that game and admittedly I may have had a few beers because I may have been in the pub beforehand, but I just sat and went, Walker's going to be a superstar. I felt like that just watching it. Yeah, you called that about much. 20 minutes into the game. Yeah, so this <laughs> place be How many beers? Awesome. But in the, um, in the trials, what he did is he latched himself onto Angus Crichton if you yeah, if you watched him and he just went I'm going to follow Crichton everywhere and he scored I think four tries or something in those trials like he just all set up a couple just off Crichton popping one out and he was ready to go and, and I'm looking forward to seeing that combination grow um, and I thought yeah I just was really excited uh, and two big ones because the other one did he, I, I got excited about uh, Topine too because he'll be good for the Bulldogs eventually 17 year old he stepped up and played well and Happy to have him in Supercoach, but I'm sure there's going to be many, many people currently have Sam Walker as their second Supercoach. There's going to be some money yeah. made out of those two players, mm. I guarantee. I thought Topine was the polar opposite debut that you could have asked for from Walker, but he handled himself so well. As a young kid being thrown on that early, right into the middle of I mean, he played, what, 60 minutes right in the middle of everything. The best part was he was demanding the ball. I mean, it's probably a bad sign for the Bulldogs that 
that kid on debut was yeah, demanding that ball. Yeah, he's an old runner, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's almost because the prop started the fight yeah. and he had to come on and <laughs> and then fight it. Yeah, I thought he held himself superbly, especially in a side that's definitely not going well. He was willing to grab that ball and just go, boys, come on, let's try and do something with this. Uh, big raps to him. Ollie? It was also, just to keep going on the Sam Walker train, it was really refreshing to see a young, promising player make their debut that's got a lot of hype and half of social media not jump on him and call him overrated afterwards. It, it was really refreshing. Which you know there's yeah. people sitting home right now, like we've drafted tweets about Tuali. We know that's all sitting yep. there. Oh, what a joke, but yeah. Yeah, it was just really good to see that. Um, Teddy just did Teddy things and it's like, well, yes, Luke Keery is out and it's going to be hard for the Roosters to win the comp, but as long as they got like your Teddies and your Takeahos and your Tupanuas, they're at least going to be thereabouts. Like, oh, cool. Don't write them off completely yet. That team. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Warriors were fairly good for 20, 30 minutes, and they, they were decent for the entire match, but they just got blown off the park with too much X factor coming from the Roosters, and as Ollie had mentioned, just too much skill in too many players in that team. Uh, after about 20, 30 minutes, the Warriors started making silly fundamental errors, and they led directly to points, and then once the Roosters got their tail up, they just didn't let up. They just kept coming. They, they just couldn't match them at the, at the end of the game. So, And as we've all, you've already all said it, it was a really nice debut from the kid. He was outstanding on debut. I thought RTS was great. Um, tried his hardest. Cody went a little bit missing, I thought, at times. Um, but I guess that's what you get with him. Nicarima? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nicarima. <laughs> um, Egan tried very hard. I think he made a lot of tackles. 48 tackles, I believe. Bunty, 41 tackles and no misses. Uh, sadly, he's out for a couple of weeks now, but... Uh, they will miss him as much, well, not as much as Afi, uh, as Fanua Blake, but they could really use him this week. You mentioned Wade Egan. Uh, uh, on the coverage, they show the um, the behind footage of James Tedesco breaking through that Egan tackle. I just love seeing like the reaction of Egan just looking up and just seeing Teddy run away from him. Oh, it's it's gone poor, now. Poor, 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 poor Blake. <laughs> <There> he goes. <laughs> um, well, Tahu was their best. Um, yeah. Obviously, Fanua Blake going down with injury didn't help at all um, Egan and Sullivan Sullivan was actually fairly solid mm. considering he hasn't played a lot of first grade um, he looks like he's got you know a base to work from he's not going to be a superstar but he's got a, he does a job and um, Matt Butcher definitely one to mention mm. yeah. once again hasn't played a lot of first grade but he was outstanding um, Victor's return was, was, was fine I think yeah, it was just he was yeah, there he was, was okay stand, he was good was, enough yeah. Yeah, handy yeah. did a job uh, and, and as we said we losing uh, Tupanua early did help but they covered it quite well in summary anything else you want to add boys or we can move on I'll give, I'll give a shout out to Worry Hargraves although that's the performance that the Roosters need for him week in week out considering it, how silly he got like the week before absolutely yeah. like he's usually the biggest bloke on the field and if not he's the widest just get the ball and run like, <laughs> no, I think Murdoch Masilla had him covered this yeah, week yeah. he might have yeah. <laughs> but I mean it, it, his game can be so simple and he can be so destructive mm. at the same time I think that's that's the recipe that they need and I'll give a bigger rap to Angus Cryer and I thought he was amazing he ran half yeah. his metres Post-contact. He was just superb. I, left edge. in fact, am suggesting three to He's Crichton, two to Teddy, one Takiaho. Any thoughts? I'd Walker instead of Tax, but I don't yeah, mind I'd either way. I'd give him Walker one at least. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we can drop Takeo. I thought Takeo was tremendous. He's, he was he's, tremendous. You get he's what you in get the conversation for best crop in the game. I'd say him, probably him, Paulo and Fish are probably the three sexy picks. There's a Hass lot. Is up there. Pardon? Hass Hass has is to be up there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And him coming yeah. back in the form. Yeah. And, and the, in the longer Tino plays there, the longer he'll absolutely in that combo. But kid on debut, man, and to okay. control Walker the team three. the way he did. Crichton, Teddy, Walker, GT, mate. 
And let's wrap up. Tigers 22, lost to the Eels 36. Uh, first of all, Blocky, you're at the game. How far offside was Gutho? I thought he was a good metre or two offside. Mm. Fans were not happy about that one. Uh, Gutho I thought was wasn't happy about that one. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I thought it was a cracking game of footy. Yeah. I'll let Tony know I've asked all that to his dad to ask that first of all. Go, Barney. But um, Ollie was at the game too and he suggested the same thing. Yeah. Four tries to seven, three out of four conversions for the Tigers and four out of four out of seven for Parramatta. 83 played 76% completions 33 out of 40 sets played 31 out of 41 sets 3 line breaks to 5 25 tackle busts to 31 23 offloads for the Tigers played 9 for Parramatta 1 force drop out for the Tigers and 1 40-20 a really good 40-20 actually from the young hooker Great. for Parramatta yeah, tremendous. 332 tackles played 350 2 ruck infringements played 5 3 penalties conceded by the Tigers and 2 by Parramatta 8 errors to 11 Little made 39 tackles, Mahoney with 47, Leilua with 140 metres, Fergo with 189, Supercoach points, Ferguson with 111, <laughs> Mahoney with 100, Papali with 93. He would have got Lelua pot plant if he had it. Seriously, he was my pot plant until 10 minutes ago. Dewey missed six tackles and made 13, Mahoney missed four, but he made 47. Uh, Ollie, you're at the game as well. Do you want to lead us away? What do you, what do you think of the game? Oh, well, first of all, for that first half, first of all, thank you to Champ Mouthguards for hooking us up with the tickets. We got a mutual friend, I guess, the Tigers and myself on Rugby League, in my opinion, a mutual sponsor um, who were able to get me those great tickets. And I was right up close in the first half to Blake Ferguson when he dropped a couple of sitters and wasn't Just give doing him, much. give him another plug. Who gave you the tickets? Who was it? Champ Mouthguards. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Maybe we could get a few Champ Mouthguards. And he had two yeah. spares, and guess who he didn't offer them to? I completely forgot, hey, like... <laughs> <laughs> just, it yeah. just slipped my mind completely huh. somehow. Ne- but next time, for sure. Oh, yeah, no uh, worries. But, yeah, it, it was a good game. Bad invite. The, <laughs> the Tigers through the forwards. Off him, were, that's true. There we go. And you know who I'm not going to invite? You. <laughs> You're going to forget as well. Um, the Tigers looked really good, especially towards the end of that second half. I thought they were actually going to win the game. The Fords were superb, but I guess that's what we've really been saying about the Tigers all year, that Ford Park. Um, Yuta Kamaru against his old club showed up. Dane Laurie just shows up week in, week out. You guys are so lucky to have gotten him. Hey, like, he, he's just a star. Penrith, I mean, he'd nearly be pushing that Penrith side with the the form he's been playing in. But he yeah, was their fourth pick fullback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the way he's playing, like... And um, they got a pretty good deal out of the bargain with Momorowski. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but... Both sides are winners in that one, yeah. and uh, the Parramatta Reels just oh, <laughs> Gutho, Paulo, like you, Papaliti, your usual customers. There's not much else you can say other than Mitch Moses decided to have a, a really good game against the Tigers for some reason. I can't think of why he would have played good against the Tigers, but still didn't think he was great. He he, okay. Oh, I don't know. He wasn't amazing, but he was good. Like mm. um, one of his better performances this season, let's say. But um, yeah, that's what I took out of it. Um, just before I get to Blocky, uh, uh, who was also at the game. Uh, Junior Polo in that 4K camera is terrifying. <laughs> like, serious. <laughs> Can I just say, why do they have 4K cameras for blokes walking back to the kickoff yeah, know, and not for it. the video ref? Yeah, they just, like, yeah. Solve the issue. Put two and two together on this one. They're going, that can't be his chest. It's his chest. <laughs> anyway, um, at the game, Blocky, how, what was your takeaways? How, I guess, did the club come out of it? What do you think? 
Yeah, I've got to be careful with. Uh, or should we just leave we, you and we'll have our no, thoughts no, and you come no, back? No, no, no. I'll, I'll have my, right. my comments. But I, this is going to sound like really diplomatic right now. But 29,000 fans on Easter Monday. It was an absolute amazing atmosphere there. Biggest They've cra- actually created you a great tradition. You could get it through the TV. It. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You could yeah. feel it through the TV. It feels like a tradition yeah. that's been going longer. Like it's yeah. only, uh, what, five it's years? 2014. Yeah, yeah, 2014. Yeah, 2014. A few more than five then. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, my maths is just <laughs> ticking away right now. Uh, I thought it was an awesome day of footy. The Tigers... Uh, and a ripper game of reserve grade. So just mentioned yeah. as well, reserve grade went down to the last tackle where for some reason... Um who threw that ball that really cost him the game? Yeah, uh, I was uh, frantically writing a match report and, yeah. and miss who, who but threw But tremendous it. game in reserve grade two, which we've... Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I feel like the Tigers, uh, they gained a lot of belief from that performance. They didn't get the win, but they showed that they can match it with one of the top four sides, if you say Parramatta are a top four side. Uh, and, yeah, they've got to be um, pretty happy with that. You do mention uh, you did mention uh, two games in a row this week at Leichhardt Oval. Four games in a row. You've got the women, you've got Jersey Flag, you've got Reserve Grade and First Grade. So a, a good, a good day. And the Cowboys. Oh, place, like, <laughs> hey. They should sell out. You'd hope so. I think general admission's already... Uh, Close to. Uh, I yeah. think it is. So, uh, get, no, especially for the Cowboys. The Cowboys. No. <laughs> uh, whose turn? Should I go? Well, after Go 25 on. minutes, it looked like Parramatta how far. Like, yeah. That yeah. first yeah. 25 minutes, well, half an hour, they, you would, Parramatta were punching holes sort of everywhere and then the Tigers just absolutely stood up and I thought they took control in the middle there for probably the next half an hour after that. But... Um, yeah, there's a couple of poor efforts just either side of um, the half time that probably they led directly to tries for Parramatta and probably ended up costing the Tigers the game, to be honest. There's a couple of soft tries just before half time and just after. <laughs> Power. Sorry, <laughs> 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 <Okay>, what? <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Dewey Little and um, Luciano were the catalyst for the Tigers' attack when they did get back into it. Um, Luciano had a very good game, yeah. um, mm. he supplied a lot of. Um, the attack that came down that left-hand side. Dewey is... I always rated him, but he's impressed me immensely in the last two weeks. I called for it last year and the start this year that six is is right now. If if we're not keeping Benji, Dewey is the man to play a... a, um, well, he's controlling the team now. In the space of two he weeks, is. he's now yep. he's, his kicking was tremendous. The, the bombs caused all sorts of trouble. It probably helped Fergo had three cruises before the game because. <laughs> um, but yeah, Papa Fergo. Lee and Mahoney were um, sort of that starch in the middle that held the, the middle defence together for Parramatta. Gutho was very good, which he is week in and week out. Um, Parramatta just just edged the pack for the Tigers and that's sort of my rap on the game I thought the Eels did flatter the Tigers a little bit with their errors letting them back into the game but credit to the Tigers they've got a lot of players there that can if you give them a chance they will hurt you absolutely I mean they've got a good young core that they can finally start to see themselves building a squad around I mean Laurie Twal I mean you can add Nofaluma Little uh, Dewey like you guys said like Floor's coming back Floor and Stefano like he was sensational again I know you boys Stefano's his Mo I love him (laughs) Mo was my Mo last year now I've moved on to Stefano Yeah, I need to get me a Mo I'm happy with your sloppy seconds don't worry yeah no there was plenty there for the Tigers fans and staff alike to be looking at that performance going you know what like we're not as bad as there was a potential for the Tigers to be drawn in with that Cowboys and 
Bulldogs mm. and 100%. manly conversation at the start of the season. There was more people tipping Tigers to run last than anybody else, yes, I think, yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah, but they, they've some of those boys have really stood up. And to be fair, they didn't really have to. Like, they've got a lot of leadership there that should be stepping up, like James Tamo. And, I mean, it feels like a bit of a scapegoat saying his name, but Luke Brooks a little bit, just his, his longevity there. But those young boys have really stood up. And I think that's, that's probably the big thing that a Tigers fan can take away from this game. I... And I saw Madge's interview afterwards, and he seemed really proud. I think he seemed happy. You'd probably be able to elaborate on that better, Blocky, um, even though he's got the microphone. Um, <laughs> but I think for a Spruik forward pack, I honestly believe from about the 25-minute mark through to the back end of that game, we dominated their forwards. But, um, I thought uh, when, yeah, Stefano came on, uh, Musgrave was very good uh, starting. It was tremendous. Uh, Luciano had his best game this year. Uh, I thought for that middle bracket, we were on top in the forward battle. Uh, sadly, yeah, you had the Capoa drop where it cost us points. And the first two tries, there was just a lack of intent and defence where they're sitting back going, oh, just wait, hey, hey, wait off, wait off, wait off, and let Moses put a grubber through. Two minutes before half-time, yeah. and you let Opacek carry two blokes yeah. out of the line. And, and th- those are the two yeah. things cost us a game, essentially. And then, obviously, the Guthrie offside didn't help and killed the momentum. Um, plenty to be excited about. Like I said, I, 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 Dewey's now found his spot. I thought Brooks was good. Uh, uh, Brooks was it's probably his best his game, of, best the game year. of this yeah. year. I agree yeah. with that. Uh, Little's found his spot. So, the, you know, it's a spine. And it's it, it's not a Melbourne last year spine, but it's a spine at least we can work with. And I, I, I was happy enough because now, you know, we play Cowboys this week. And if we if we play to that, yeah. we'll win by 40. And Perfect momentum's a great game. thing. Um, and Manly in a couple of weeks. Yep. Where Turbo will probably tear us apart. <laughs> For the other team... Uh, <laughs> Opachik and Nakore were tremendous. Uh, Nakore, they are there is rocks in their heads if they do not keep those two at the centres because they are a tremendous centre combination now compared to Waka Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahani has grown a leg. The forty twenty was a, a bit of a momentum turner at that time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mitch Moses, I still think there's question marks, but it's Mitch Moses. So what yeah. do you, you know? What do we all get? And Dylan Guth, Walker's uh, Gutho's Gutho sorry, and Dylan Brown. Dylan had his, Brown. That was Dylan Brown's best game. Yeah, but he's still been quiet. For yeah, the start at least he of the tried season. to get the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which hadn't happened. Uh, Gutho's got and yeah, Fergo. <laughs> Fergo was Cody Ramsey with two tries. Yeah, like, he, he just was, got two tries out of the and deal. And that was that last one. That, should that not might even be the, the highest scoring super coach performance <laughs> of the worst game I've ever seen. I was planning to bring him in this coming week, and he cost me another extra eighty k or something. What did you got from that? So. Absolute gold. Yeah, supercoach, yeah. Boys. yeah. Tries worth twenty odd points. A, yeah. a try assists worth eighteen or something. It's just yeah. Uh, anything you want to add beyond? Uh, I'm pretty happy to see the changes in the Tigers team this week. Okay, Daggy cool. M's. Three Dagems, three Mahoney, two Gutho, one Luciano. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I think it's fitting to give Ray Mahoney three points, considering he's currently leading outright the inferior Dalliem. <laughs> Not the Daggy Moes. Uh, all right, that wraps up our summary. Ollie, have you got a peanut of the week? I and, do have and a peanut. Blocky, you're welcome to use any social media comments you want to use for social media peanut. <laughs> yeah, jump in. I'll, I'll leave this on to Ollie. He's, he's, he's got one prepared. <laughs> so usually they're pretty good, right? But this week's crap, and that's a testament to you guys on social media being well behaved. Pulling so, 
heads in. Yeah. About time. Good job. Um, so the other night I did the Real Mo pod and it was Pappenhausen v Tedesco and I asked the question, who's been better so far this year, Pappenhausen or Tedesco? And look, the only comment I could find was Teddy couldn't tie Slater's laces, which is completely irrelevant to the question. Slater didn't come up at all. So, yeah, it, look, it's a bit crap this week, but a bit of a peanut for not sticking to the topic. Cool. We'll uh, leave it at that because that's... Wow, I've got wow, my, I've wow. got my sound music. It? <laughs> it wasn't a great peanut this week, but good job, guys. Good job. All right, we get our... So uh, we do pot plant first. We'll go pot plant. Okay, well, I'm going to pot plant Jason Saab this week. Bloke played for 80 minutes, had eight runs, made 60 metres, two tackle busts, which is okay, I guess, but he made two tackles, missed five, and made two crucial errors that led directly to points. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Lucky you got a pot plant. Uh, well, I've already bagged Cody Ramsey enough, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give, him a, I'll give him a break. Uh, I'm going to go with Trent Barrett. Uh, I feel like if he, if he didn't rock up to the ground, the, uh, the they might have scored a point. Yeah, they may have scored a point. So Trent Barrett. They should just kick a field goal, I reckon, just to fucking break the duck. If the umbrella plant in the corner had coached that team, they would have done better. Okay, Qu- question about the dogs. They've got yeah. Melbourne this week. If it's one minute into the game, they get a penalty right in front. Take, take, two. Fucking Do you take, take it. Fucking yeah. take it. Take it. Uh, I went one further and just – I've literally got the entire Bulldogs team. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think that's happened multiple times yeah. now. That was There's, Cowboys last week. Yeah. You can't be doing worse than scoring blot four weeks in a row. So I'll give it to the entire Bulldogs organisation. Yeah, Congrats, nice. guys. Ollie. I am going to go with Blake Ferguson because one of, if not the best thing about attending that game was in the first half. Fergo was right in front of me. You can't get more HD than that. And each time the Tigers put up a kick, you just waited and I just stared at him and you're like, something's going to go wrong. Why does he, whenever he catches absolute sitters, does he go to the ground? No one's near him. He just takes the ball and goes to the ground. The thing I found funny about Fergo is then he caught a couple absolute rippers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how does it happen? Spiral bombs that are floating yeah. fucking everywhere. Yeah. Well, and Dewey had his game on. He was kicking awesome in that game. He's got a boot on him, Matt yeah, Dewey. Uh, and I will, just for old time's sake, <laughs> Asu Kapoa is a pot plant this week. So... Uh, I look forward to... Blake's got hands like feet. Watching him play reserve grade. Let's move on. Our salute and slap for the week. Barney, lead us away. Well, everyone else is going to salute Pappy, so I'm going to salute... I'm going to salute Jerome Luai because that was an outstanding performance. I just love the way he jinks and cuts back in and out and just sets blokes up at will. It was great performance. Your salute of the week, Ollie. I'll jump on Pappy. Yeah, I might as well. Someone's going to do it. Um, but my... Are we doing slaps yet? Did you do your slap back? No, 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 sorry, we'll wait. Sorry, I had a mind bike. You got a salute for us, John? Sam Walker. Not yeah. for what he did on the field, but the way he composed himself after that game to speak so well-mannered and so composed was just, yeah, way beyond his years. I thought he was equally as impressive handling that match as he was playing it, so credit to him. Lockie? I'm going to go Tarek Sims. That charge down try was enough for me. I uh, love when a big man shows heart, picks up the ball, scores a try. And I'll wrap it up with Tino. I just thought he was a, a monster among men on on the Saturday night. So I'm going to go Tino and and for my slap, I will go with uh, – let's go with the Cowboys because, like, <laughs> honestly, they need to be slapped into something. Pop plan, I'm slapping. Yeah. Uh. 
Pardon? Uh, David Fusatua. Like, the bloke went home last year, and before that happened, he was a pretty good winger. <laughs> Since he's gone home and come back this year, I don't know what's going on. He was only slightly better than um, Jason Saab, to be honest. He had 15 runs for 120 metres, which is not bad. A couple of tackle busts, but he made zero tackles and missed one. Two crucial errors again that led to points and just uh, and bombed a try and then turned the ball over and they scored against him. So, yep, I bought him this year for Supercoach. That's going to Johnny. I've got two. If that's all right, yeah, slap away. One, <laughs> slap away. <laughs> Your hand's going to get sore. <laughs> Buzz Rothfield. No one cares what Todd Greenberg is driving. Like. No one cares. What? There's no need to include that in any of your articles as a journo. Like, he's not even in the game anymore. Just move on. Do you mean like a, driving like an actual car? Yeah. Like he's listed what? his car and its value, like in the Daily Telly. Like, <laughs> zero need, Buzz. Move on. But on the field, that touchy... Are you that, suggesting that we oh, should we <laughs> <laughs> On the field, though, that touchy, that ruled a forward pass off Barnett to Hunt, mm. he could not be in a better position there, and he's called forward where it's, it's flat at absolute best. Like, that's... That deserves a slap. Well, that was a result, I reckon, of the one the week before where touchies were told, you better call it if you think it's forward. Blocky may finish with our slaps. Uh, Nick Kotrick, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong, but the fact that he left Canberra to join the Bulldogs, slap, slap, slap. (laughs) I I still need to give my slap. It's going to be the Cowboys like you, but it's a special slap. You may be the only one who gets this reference, but do you know the Monty Python skit where John Cleese has got the two fishes and he's slapping Michael Payne? I want to give the Cowboys that slap because it's like you guys are you guys are absolute shit. But I kind of don't want you to improve because it's so fun to watch. It needs to be the last one of that skit where he just pulls out the big fish and just whacks. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine Josh McGuire doing that to Todd Payton? I'd pay. Yes, I could. As he signs the contract for the drag. (laughs) All right, uh, that's our review show, boys. Thank you, Johnny and Blocky, for joining us. And, Thanks for having uh, us, boys. We'll stick around for the preview in a sec. But uh, everyone on Spotify, if you are listening to this for the first time, give us a subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Tune Radio, anywhere good podcasts are found. you also find the highlights on the Beer Garden Empire Facebook page where you'll find some of our weekends away as well from Club Trev as well as plenty of other stuff. Uh, what else do we have to plug? Uh, anything you want to plug, boys? Show us your tips. Show us your tips. Doncaster Day this weekend. Show us your tips on the Progroup Racing page. Uh, Beaver and I will find all the winners of Doncaster. Spoiler, it's Mugger 2. Um, <laughs> and we'll get into the preview momentarily. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.